From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Here we go, about seven minutes past the hour, almost. Now it is, exactly. And uh, we're back. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. I had a lot of fun putting an article together that I'm going to tell you about in exactly 23 minutes. I'll give you one little clue. I first heard about this probably a year ago, something like that, in some reading that I was doing about Walt Disney, who I'm just a huge fan of. And then I just couldn't believe what I learned, and I'm going to share it with you, and a whole bunch more. Open forum coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. John Zarek at 8. John Walters all about reverse mortgages in the 9 o'clock hour. I'm telling you right now, I know it for a fact in this current environment, which unfortunately I think is going to last for a period of time longer than any of us would like. None of it was necessary All the pain that's been happening, all the pain that will continue, none of it should be happening. All of it was avoided. Yes, indeed. Elections have consequences. And you just have to wonder the priorities. I mean, Arizona has been dealing and other border states, Texas and so on, they've been dealing with such problems. Uncontrolled illegals coming into our country and our administration just keeps saying that it's under control they're they're telling mayors and others not to uh declare an emergency i mean they're just lying just it's disgusting what they're doing and this poor uh el paso texas mayor what a what a fool this guy is oscar leeser l-e-e-s-e-r Oscar Leeser. He contradicts himself in one sentence, one conversation. He's asked, did the Biden White House tell you to not declare an emergency? And this guy, one way or the other, he's lying or he's all mixed up. Oh, no, no, they didn't tell us not to declare an emergency. Then I swear a minute or so later, same conversation He says that the White House did tell him not to declare an emergency. They believe they can keep the truth from you through November 8th and that you are this stupid. Boy, have they miscalculated. So Arizona, they had these big gaping areas in the border wall because it didn't get finished, even though the material was right there and the contractors were paid. Imagine this. This is the degree to which this corrupt, dishonest administration is going. All of this was funded. So we paid for the materials and we paid the contract to build it, but we told the contractors not to build it. So you get paid. Don't worry. Just shut up. Go away. You get paid, but don't build it. So Arizona decides, all right. 
we're going to put some shipping containers. They piled them a few high and fit them in perfect, actually. It's not, it's not great, and you can climb over them, but it's something at least. The White House, this corrupt administration, is demanding that they remove the shipping containers. So in other words, they want it to be open. You, you understand that, right? If it's taken two years to figure this out. I've known it for the, for the entire length and breadth of this corrupt administration. They want the border open. They want to then on a daily basis lie and say that it's under control. They're creating incredibly dangerous situations where they'll leave one Border Patrol agent and put them in incredible harm's way to handle all these problems coming in at the same time. I'm telling you, I can't wait. I can't wait till these people are gone. Did you see the um, the latest? You have this luxury tent city in what's called Randall's Island in New York City. Very luxurious. Brand new beds, brand new bedding. They have, I mean, countless washers and dryers. And you don't you don't have to do your own laundry. You get folding laundry service. Your stuff comes back to you all folded and ready to go. There's banks of telephones, Xboxes. Meanwhile, look how they treat our homeless Americans, many of which are veterans. What the hell is going on? How are we allowing this? This is actually what's happening in our country. And I'm telling you that they're they're lying in the polling. Wait until you see what's going to happen on November 8th. No matter how much they try to cheat. Because I was looking at some of the numbers. Uh, which state was it? I got to let me go on my briefcase real quick. Uh, la, 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 la. I can't remember. One of the battleground states could be Georgia. They have more early voting than they had in the 2020 election. I can't stand the way they're getting away with this. Yeah, here it is. It is Georgia. My trusty memory served me correctly. Just got a text message. Am I going to comment about the Yankees and am I going to comment about the Phillies? Absolutely. Two tough games. Phillies especially had it. Oh, they had a chance to put a real hold on things. We'll get to that. Georgia's early midterm voting has surpassed the 2020 presidential election cycle at this time. And two days, and they're on pace to double the early vote seen in 2018. For Georgians, their Senate race could be critical in deciding Washington's balance of power. On the third day of early voting, Georgia has seen over 291,700 people vote with 268,050 people voting in person and 23,690 voting by absentee ballot. In 2020, just to give you an idea, 
after the second day, it was 266,403. So it's, it's another almost, well, it's uh, 25,000. Quote, we are extremely pleased that so many Georgians are able to cast their votes in record numbers and without any reports of substantial delays. Georgia secretary and all around jackass Brad Raffensperger said, quote, this is a testament to the hard work of Georgia's election workers, the professionals who keep our elections convenient and secure. The state's second day of early voting marks a 75.3% increase from the same point of early midterm voting in 2018 and an astounding, quote, 3.3% increase from the second day of early voting in the 2020 presidential election, Raffensperger added. So 3.3% is astounding. 75.3% is astounding. 3.3%? This guy's funny. He's hilarious. What What a bad Secretary of State that guy is. But despite him, it should still all work out. One of the big regrets that I have, and I want to talk about this after the break, all of this early voting, it just allows for terrible mischief because different states, they report how many people have voted. Some don't report whether it's Republicans or Democrats in a breakdown. Some of them do actually. And it just, it just lends for interference. This is why I don't know why we made this so complicated. One election day was a beautiful thing. And you vote on that day. I liked it when you needed basically to be in the hospital. Maybe you're at college. You know, some legitimate reason that you can't vote. Then you could do the absentee ballot. Now it's at will. And it's also open to incredible tampering and so on. I just liked it when it was one election day. And that night we knew who won. Now we get tortured with weeks of early voting and and all of this garbage. In case you, you don't process the way that I do, they're destroying our country. That's the goal here. They want to completely destroy our country. I don't know why. That part I can't figure out, but it is what they do. They're tearing down all societal norms. I saw something uh, yesterday, very, very briefly. Social Security has now said that you can at will just attest and you can change your gender and you can change it all the time. Just just you say it and it's so. I mean, come on. What is going on? I, I Listen. I used to believe that we were at a tipping point and we could win. Now I really believe that it's just a matter of can you delay what's going to happen? I don't think there's any stopping it. I mean, we're going to have so many millions of illegals. They're going to procreate 
and there will be many more people. They're, they're, they're coming into the country predetermined, indoctrinated to be Democrat. And I don't think there's any stopping it. I think there's only a, a chance to slow it down. I wouldn't want to see it. And I don't even know if this country will be here in 100 years. And it may not be. Because you cannot continue like this. But maybe, just maybe, on a sick, twisted day, I would like to come back just for maybe an hour in about 100 years and, and look, listen, feel, and say, okay, I'm going to go now, just, just to see. I don't even know what it's going to look like. I don't think it's possible to even imagine what it's going to look like. But my, my best instincts tell me we wouldn't like it very much. And it wouldn't look anything like what this country was founded to be. It's going to be something completely opposite of that. They're going to get away with it. They're, they're just, they've institutionalized and weaponized Every single apparatus of the government, from the judiciary to law enforcement to the IRS, they go after who they want to go after. This Hunter Biden, look at the way he's being taken care of. It's just, it's, it's terrible. I'm an eternal optimist, but I know this particular monologue doesn't sound like it. But it's, it's just real. I'm just telling you the truth. This is where we're headed. And I don't think we can stop it. I only think we can slow it down. Fox News commentary. Our illustrious president read something incorrectly on his teleprompter again. Let's play another round of Words with Joe next. On 9-11, our nation made a commitment to never forget. Since then, it's been the Tunnel to Towers Foundation honoring those words with action. So many people gave their lives while saving others on 9-11. Tunnel to Towers carries forward that legacy of courage and heroism by honoring our country's military and first responder heroes, people who are willing to die for you and me. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Our president, Joe Biden, delivered a speech, and I use the term speech loosely, on how to report student loan forgiveness fraud, and surprise, surprise, he messed it up. He told people to report to the government-run fraud website, which is reportfraud.ftc.gov, but instead of saying dot like a normal person, he proceeded to say D-O-T. Come on, man, you're killing us here. This is how oblivious Joe is with a teleprompter. Can you imagine him without one? Well, actually, we can, because just the other day, while licking an ice cream cone in Portland, unscripted and unprompted Joe told reporters our economy is strong as hell. Strong as hell. 40-year high inflation over 8%, skyrocketing gas prices, a worker shortage, and ongoing supply chain crisis is Joe's definition of strong as hell. Boy, I sure hope we don't see the day Joe has to admit the economy is in the crapper. I swear we are being punked because this all feels like a giant and very cruel joke. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can listen to all my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 26 minutes past the hour. Uh, We went long in the first segment because I was undoubtedly passionate and um i'm deeply concerned about the direction of our country and that 
there's nearly half of the American people in many cases that are voting against their own self-interest. It is it is it's heartbreaking and, and deeply, deeply troubling. So let me in the couple of minutes that I have, let me tell you a story that was basically 45 years in the making. I, I still can't believe it. But, you know, I have an expression, you know, you know what you know and you don't know what you don't know. And I remember telling you and I wrote even wrote a column about it that went supernova viral. Uh, The readership was unbelievable. I didn't know that uh, Mariska Hargitay was the daughter of James Mansfield, who the Mansfield bar on on uh, big tractor trailer trucks was named after because she was decapitated when the car went underneath the tractor trailer. So I knew about that. But and Mariska Hargitay was in the car and I didn't I'm reading something. What? So anyhow. Oh, my gosh. So many people mocking me, laughing. Oh, my God. I can't believe you didn't know. And then a little splattering of comment of, hey, I didn't know it either. But most everybody seemed to know. I didn't know. And I consider myself very well informed, very well read. I didn't know what I didn't know. I ordered. I'm I'm uh, I'm known as uh, I'm not called this or anything, but I'm sort of known in the household as bulk man. It, that's it's un, it's unsaid, but I like buying in bulk toilet paper, paper towels, my toiletries. So anyhow, as a teenager. Before I even, even before I was a teenager, once in a while I used to just go in, my father might be shaving and I saw he had this razor and it was metal and it had a, um, you could spin the bottom and it opened up the top. I always thought that was cool. I played with it once in a while, make it open, make it close. Uh, and then he had these single edged razors that you would drop in and then you could use the one side. And then when that got dull, you could go and use the other side. And then you eventually, I don't know how many shaves you got out of it, but you then threw the blade away and you had the box of the blades and so on. Then all of a sudden he got out of that business and he went to disposable razors. Maybe, in fact, they maybe just came out or something. I don't know the answer to that. I didn't bother to look that up, but I'm sure that's probably what it was. And I remember saying, hey, dad you don't use that other one anymore, the the metal one. Now he said, this is just easier. He goes, I use the disposable ones now. So guess what? I was probably about 18 or whatever, and I did inherit. I don't understand why we're identical twins, but I have a tougher beard than Don has. I inherited my father's. You you wouldn't believe if I don't shave from Friday at 2 in the morning until Monday morning when I uh, wake up, you can't believe what goes on. It's unbelievable. So I have a fast-growing beard and a tough beard. Uh, but I shave every day, so I look like I have a baby face. So anyhow, I copied off my father. I always, you know, try to emulate him. Uh, and I have shaved with disposable razors my entire life i never used trying to think no i i used one that had the blades that slid in uh and then you could keep the handle and you could just buy the blades and 
that lasted for a certain period of time. I don't even remember how long. And then I went to this one that I use to this day. And it has two blades. And I just get a really good shave with it. So I probably have been using it for almost 45 years. The same disposable razors. Where is this story going? Here's where it's going. I've been ordering the same razors for 45 years. I get them. You can get them in two packs, two in a pack. Uh, I get them in these 12 packs. Sometimes they're 10 with two bonus. Sometimes they're 12, you know, and it doesn't say anything about the bonus. I, I don't care which, but I like getting the 12, 12 pack. And here's what I did. And again, this could be, you, you might find this hilarious. I don't know. But I used them twice, and then I would throw them away. I never bothered to ever look into how many shaves should you get out of one disposable razor. I thought, you know, it's economical. It's pretty affordable, and I'll use it twice. I want to get a good shave. I don't want to have a dull blade. Then you wind up with... um I don't even know what to call that, but some kind of irritation, skin irritation, you know, red skin irritation. I don't want that. So I used them twice. About a week ago, I ordered 10 packs of 12. So I got a ton of them. And I'm figuring it's 120 and I'm going to use them each twice, double it, 240. It's like a year's worth of shaves and I, I i if i'm going out over the weekend i will shave if i'm not going out i don't shave on the weekend i used to shave every day but i don't remember when i stopped but on the weekend i don't shave all the time i would say maybe one out of the two days and sometimes none out of the two days but usually one if i'm going out i won't go out without shaving so the package arrives and i look at it, i saw oh, it's all new but it's the same razor. But it says new packaging, same razor, or some, some clever little marketing thing. But the package was completely different. So it said 12 razors. And then for the first time ever, it said up to 84 shaves. So I was all by myself when this package arrived. I said up to 84 shaves. It's like a Seinfeld episode. I said, well, up to 84 shaves, I'm getting 24. What am I doing? So it, they, they, I read into it, and it says, you know, you can use each one five to ten times. Now, I'm not going to use a disposable razor that many times. It said five to ten. One other thing I looked up said four to seven. Meanwhile, I'm using them two times. So I've been testing, and I've used one now a third time. So I'm, I'm doing the shave, and I'm thinking, oh, this is the third time. Look at this. And I'm going to try a fourth time. So I'm going to settle somewhere between three, I think, is what it's going to turn out to be. Because I want to feel like I got a good shave and without any irritation – and it's just not worth, you know, stretching it too far. But file that under. That is one of those examples. You don't know what you don't know. 
I never I never bothered to look up how many times you should use a disposable razor. I knew I could use it more than once and I didn't want to, you know, go more than twice because I didn't want to, you know, like I said before, I didn't want the irritation, razor burn and irritation. But then this thing comes and the packaging is and it's on each of the 12 packages. It's they're like for the first time ever, they've decided to let you know. Uh, and I don't know why they never let you know before. Up to 84. So 12 into 84, what is it? Whatever it is. How about that? And I'm throwing away after two. When they're still perfectly good. You don't know what you don't know. Then I started looking it up and I was just it was just hilarious because I'm seeing all this information that was always there. I just never bothered to check. So if you think about it, if you use something, I'm sure there's some people actually use them once and throw them after once, but I didn't do that. But think how much you can save if you can double and triple and if you do that in other aspects double and triple the life of something you can sort of it's a fake out but you can sort of make up for the the high price of things although i will tell you i was even tempted to buy more of them because i i i got them for a price i still can't believe i got them for a price that you would have been very satisfied a couple of years before even covid-19 I probably should go get more. So there you have it. It's kind of a Seinfeld episode or an episode of Friends. And what's that place called? Central Perk. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I I just found out. I've I've been throwing my razors away. I feel like Kramer or something sliding into the room. Hey, Jerry. And uh, so there you have it. I've been educated, razor educated now. I feel smarter. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Yeah, don't try this at home. It's Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds has confirmed, and we broke it first yesterday in the marketplace, yet another shooting homicide in the always great city of Atlantic City. Also, did you know, and I'm telling you, please read this. Did you know that New Jersey was the original Hollywood the movie capital i kid you not and we have an ocean city story that from the town square new jersey info and weather network i'm chief meteorologist dan zarrow this morning not quite as cold as yesterday morning but that's thanks to the breeze so it's less frosty but we have a little wind chill instead mainly in the 30s 40s along the coast we'll see a high of 60 this afternoon sunny breezy and still cooler than normal the wind dies down tonight clear and potentially frosty low of 40 and more sunshine tomorrow slightly warmer with a high of 65 get weather 24 7 wherever you are download our free mobile app today wpg talk radio 95.5 hi it's mark levin join me this evening at six now back to hurley in the morning on wpg talk radio 95.5 fm 1450 a.m south jersey's talk station thank you very much great one 43 minutes past the hour so several listeners have asked me for my comments about last night's games First on the Phillies, it will go in order. Uh, Phillies, I think, had it. They, they, they 
they did exactly what the Yankees did two nights ago. They scored three runs in the first inning. and Well, I guess it was the second inning, come to think of it. Uh, but early, and then they tacked on a fourth run. They're winning 4 nothing, and they're rolling. Uh, the Astros, though, not the Astros, the San Diego Padres uh, did what they did to the Dodgers, though. They, they threw a five spot on them. And next thing you know, Phillies, instead of winning 4 nothing, are down 7-4. to four. They had it. They were so close to putting one bad inning. One bad inning. They were so close. Look, you don't necessarily put the series away when you're up to zip. Yankees lost the first two games to the Dodgers in the World Series. I believe it was 1978. And then they went on to win four straight. So you never know. But if you look at statistics, if you win the first two games of a seven-game series, I think you win 75% of the time. So obviously, a 25% chance, it's a long shot. It's not a super long shot. I mean, you know, you got like a one out of four shot. So it's not unheard of for it to happen. But three out of four times, you got it. So that was big. But if you go and look at it before the series began, would you be happy if you earned a split in the first two games away from home? You'd take that every time. So the the Phillies should feel very good about themselves. The Yankees have an important game tonight. Losing last night, uh, and it's a shame. I don't know. Joe Girardi, not Joe Girardi, uh, Aaron Boone, who I was not a fan of when he was hired, but I think that was more because I didn't like uh, the way the Yankees were treating their managers. Joe Torre got treated shabbily. I thought Joe Girardi got treated poorly. And I like Aaron Boone. I like him a lot, and I think he's been a very good manager and doesn't get the credit that he deserves because when you're the Yankee manager, people just say, look, you, you better win. Look at this team. Look at the payroll. You know, So it's really, if, if you think about it, it's hard being great. Uh, it's much easier being average. Nobody expects anything. So he gets no credit, but then he'll get all the blame. But I will say two things about last night's game. I would not have put Giancarlo Stanton in left field. He's, he's, a, um, he's an adequate fielder, but he hasn't played the field since July, and I think it was early July. Cabrera was playing great defense. I would have put him in left field. Stanton is DH. Uh, I believe Cabrera would have caught the ball that sailed over Giancarlo Stanton's head. Astros, I hate their field. They got this little cutout area in left field that's just very, very challenging. Home home field advantage because it just makes that portion of the field incredibly long to cover. So that was a mistake. And I, I was extremely tired, so I was awake and I dozed off a little bit. But all of a sudden I wake up and this guy Schmidt is in there pitching. And before it even went bad, I, I just said, what did what did Aaron Boone bring this guy back for? This was the guy that blew the two-run lead against Cleveland and made the Yankees have to play two more games. What is going on here? And, of course, he gives up a couple of runs, 
and they wind up losing by two runs. So I, I really I, I blame last night's loss. I hate to say this because I am a fan of his, but I blame last night's loss on Aaron Boone. He didn't have the right left fielder. That cost at least one or two runs, I think two. And then he brings his pitcher in who shouldn't even be on the, the lineup. I don't even understand it. And he gave up two runs. So let's see what happens tonight. Matter of fact, let me check. This will be interesting to see. I, 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 I'm going to say sight unseen. Severino will be the pitcher tonight. But let me look. Let's see. And I, believe me, I, I hate um, coming down on Aaron Boone uh, because I really like him. I like the family. I, I like him. Let us see. See if they have. Okay, what's going on here? Yep. Luis Severino. I think it's an almost a surety. It says probable pitching, but it'll be him. And then the Astros are pitching. I never heard of this first name in my life. Framber. F-R-A-M-B-E-R. Framber Valdez. Valdez looks good. 17-6 and six regular season record. 2.77 ERA. Very good. Severino was hurt. So his record is 7-3 is and three on the regular season because he, he went down. 3.18 ERA. That, it's not a must win for the Yankees, but it would be terrific if they could get out of Houston one-to-one and come to Yankee Stadium. Now, understand, the Phillies, the Phillies don't have to go back to San Diego. If they can get on a three-game winning streak at home, they go to the World Series. I have to say it was very cool to see the two Nola brothers. I forget the other guy's name, but you have Aaron Nola, the pitcher for the Phillies. You have the position player for the uh, San Diego Padres. And so his dad had the San Diego Padres jersey on. Since his son was pitching, he put the Phillies one over that, but you could see both. And then he had the San Diego Padres hat on. So both parents are alive and look well. And they know for a fact that they're going to the World Series because one of their sons has to win and therefore they're going. But for the first time in Major League Baseball history, a brother pitched to an opposing brother. It's never happened. You have had brothers. I actually wrote notes down. Uh, you have had brothers on different teams. Obviously, you had Joe DiMaggio and Dom DiMaggio. You had... Other examples, I, I'm thinking, um, who's the famous catcher family? They're so good. Oh, gosh. Mm. Drawing a blank. Uh, but fantastic. Uh, they've done it. And there's there's a handful. I, I think there's about five different examples where there have been brothers in the league that have played against each other. But no brother who was the pitcher 
had ever pitched to his brother on another team who was the batter. And that happened last night. It was pretty cool. A ground out on the first one and, and really a very crucial hit that Nola got against Nola that really got uh, San Diego back in the game. It was very, very clutch. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is Early in the Morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM South Jersey's talk station. All right, a couple quick things that I didn't get a chance to share in the uh, previous segment about the uh, National League and the American League uh, Championship Series. Phillies now travel day and they're coming from the West Coast. They would have a travel day anyhow, even if they were playing an hour away from the, the opposing team. So you have the travel day. They'll resume tomorrow. You have the Yankees and the Astros. Boy, I'll tell you, I, I just have a, um, I have a distaste for the Houston Astros. It's not because they beat the Yankees five out of seven times this year, or they kind of, and I, I said this yesterday going into the series, they've kind of had the Yankees number for the past five or more years, maybe close to a decade. It's not even that. I just don't like their team. I, I, I have to say I disliked the previous Astro teams more than this one. I don't like that Altuve. Uh, he's, he's been pretty quiet, actually. He's, he's typically been a Yankee killer. But he's, uh, I think he's slipping is my expectation or my, uh, my analysis of him. I don't think he's as good as he was. He, and, and look, it's not, it's not a criticism. You know, I'm a, I'm a small person. A small person playing at the level that he plays, there comes a point in time, it, it was like Allen Iverson in the NBA, you lose that half a step and that's it because you're at such a disadvantage in certain ways. Baseball, not as much. You don't have to be big. I mean, Phil Rizzuto was a very small shortstop. I think the year was 1950. He was the American League MVP. So you've got the Phillies with a day off, but they did, they did, they took care of their business. They won one of the two games. It remains to be seen if the Yankees can take care of business tonight. 7.37 p.m. first pitch, TBS. It's really weird. These games are on weird channels, and I don't like it. But this is what these contracts are awarded. And, you know, I think TBS is smart the way they go about it. And then when there's weather and things, they have multiple platforms that they can move the games around to the different channels that they that they that they own in their group. Uh, So they they make a go. But I haven't liked Bob Costas that much. Uh, He's stuck in way, way in the past. And I'm not not thrilled with him. I'm glad he's not on the uh, championship series broadcast booth actually he's in the studio all right your calls standing by they are next all this hour on the hurley in the morning program 95.5 fm and 1450 am wpgg atlantic city wenjhd3 millville a town square media station from harry hurley way in the world's playground 
tribute to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. I think my example to how screwed up this country is right now, two of them, that Biden could possibly be president with, with as unable as he is, scary unable, and Fetterman is in basically a dead heat with the Wizard of Oz. I, I just don't understand it and and before anybody gets apoplectic because i know what the democrats are trying to do if you're opposed to fetterman they try to make you they try to cancel you that you're against disabled people no not at all it's just there's only 100 senators and one of them shouldn't be somebody that needs uh, a, a teleprompter in order to be able to do a debate at the very end of the campaign. I mean, what they let these Democrats get away with. I, I can't remember who it was, but it was so cruel. It was several decades ago, I believe. And it was actually, it was a senator, an incumbent senator. And the senator had a stroke and he was in pretty bad shape. And the Democrats unmercifully crushed him. They get away with everything. Anything and everything. Now there's, oh, there's a doctor's letter. It's all over. Just shut up and go away. The doctor says he's perfect. The doctor who contributed to him. Financial contributor doctor. Come on. This, I mean, this shouldn't even be close. And who knows? Maybe it's not close. Maybe we're being lied to again. Here's how I feel. I think anybody within three points of their Democrat rival is going to win because it never turns out. These polls are never right, and they're always overinflated in the benefit of the Democrat. Carrie Lake is going to win in Arizona. I'm absolutely confident. I believe the Republican is going to win in Oregon. That's incredible because uh, that, that state is whacked, and it looks like a Republican is going to win there and some congressional seats as well uh there's a few other places where republicans haven't won anything in the longest time and it's going to happen this is going to be a wave election it really will be marco rubio is going to win in florida they're trying to make that look like that's in doubt uh i don't believe it is i think val demings is a terrible candidate uh where else uh i think herschel walker you know it got complicated because if you get domestic issues brought up, uh, that's very, very challenging to overcome. But I believe that he is going to and that he will win. Laxalt is going to win in Nevada. I mean, these are all pickups other than Pennsylvania. So right now, the real clear politics average, which includes every outlier poll, Republicans are favored to take the majority in the Senate, 52-48. I believe November 8th is progressing very well, going very, very well. Again, I don't like that 17 states are voting, and I think by the end of the week tomorrow uh, or early next week, 25 states will be voting. To your calls we go. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. 
You were thinking of the Molina brothers. Uh, yes, but no, no. Actually, I, I, I know why you're saying that because that that's the equivalent. I actually was thinking about the Alomar brothers. Uh, but yeah, if you think catching brothers, because you had the Alomar brothers, you had Sandy who was a catcher. Robbie was a great infielder. Uh, the Molina brothers are the famous catchers, but that's actually not who I was thinking of. But the way I phrased it, it makes you correct, even though I was thinking about somebody else. And they both uh, played in the 2002 World Series. There you go. Together. The Alomar and, brothers uh, did one, too. One night, the Alomar brothers Yeah, played. one you'd like. It. Yeah. How, how about if you were, you were parents and you got to root for uh, a son and another son who both homered in a seventh game of a World Series. So w- would that be the DiMaggio brothers? Nope, that would be 1964 MVP Ken Boyer and uh, Yankee third baseman Cleet Boyer. Oh, that's great. That's great. I love that. Yeah, well, here, here's what I had somebody write me uh, yesterday or the day before and said, if you had two sons both playing who would you root for? And I wrote back, I would root for them both. That's easy. It seems harder than it is. It's like when uh, Eli, and I forget, I've interviewed both of them, Eli, not Eli, uh, Archie, and I've interviewed um, Archie's wife. I just forget her first name. Uh, and I did ask him the question, you know, what's it like when they were playing against each other? And they, they, they kind of said the same thing. It's not as hard as you think. You just love them both and you, you root for them both. What's going to be cool for the NOLA family is they're going to the World Series, Dan. Somebody's getting in. And we hope it's the pitcher. Me too. Phillies, I'll tell you what, they, they, they didn't – was, there was enough of the game left. It wasn't over. But they were very close to really being able to put San Diego in a tight box because being up 2-0 and going home for three games – that would have been fantastic. Phillies let one get away there, Dan. Yep, and uh, last night you were uh, – they definitely did. And last night you were totally correct. You put a one, a person that could has the stuff in a situation like that. You don't put Clark Schmidt, who has the deer in the headlights look, and you don't put in uh, Lou Trevino. You put in Loisega. I know. Why? Somebody – I guess he had to answer to this – after the game, but I, and I also think it's legitimate to say, why did you, I mean, I know that Cabrera hasn't been hitting, although he has had a home run or two in the playoffs, but his defense has been tremendous. Uh, Why would you put Giancarlo Stanton in left field, a tough left field, by the way, with that cutout area and everything who hadn't played since July, who is recovered now, you hope, from an Achilles tendon injury, which is always precarious. So why would you put him out there to maybe get injured and also to maybe not field the position, you know, as well as, as you need. And I think that ball that got over his head uh, was a perfect example. He wasn't sharp as a fielder uh, because he hasn't played the field in three months or whatever it's been. I just think it's a big mistake and that's, that's self-inflicted stuff. And I was aghast. I fell asleep I did not see Schmidt come into the game, but I I woke up just after he came in the game because it was early in the inning that he had been brought into the game, 
And I just said, what is he doing in the game? And then, of course, he gave up runs and and Aaron Boone had to take him out. I'll make this prediction. We will not see Schmidt pitching the rest of this series. Do you agree? Um. Yeah, that's a tough one because there might be a blowout where he gets uh, in. But. Okay, I, I, I'll say absent. If it's 15 to nothing, he could get brought in to mop up. But in any quasi-competitive game, he's not coming in again. I'd have to agree with you. And I, th- I think his career is ruined now because they brought him in late and he yacked it up. Fortunately, they won that series. So, you know, you, you can forget that. And if he had come in and done a good job, you would have really forgotten the other thing that happened. But now it happened again, and I, I think his career is in a lot of trouble. Yeah, we could, you know, we could forget that, but he couldn't. Yes. Oh no, you're right about that. He'll be tougher on himself than any fan would be. But it's just, it's just a shame though that, and I don't know where Aaron Boone was coming from with all the pitchers they have. I mean, I know they have this thing that like who pitched the day before and they're not they're not uh allowed to pitch the next day and all this stuff, but I would have never brought him in. And uh, the correct choice of the lineup should have been even though uh Stanton made a great catch and uh, he got all the other chances and he has a good arm, uh the correct choice I believe would have been Marwin Gonzalez because he has probably over 100 games in left field in that stadium. Well, there you go. I mean, th- that's great knowledge on your part that I didn't have. I knew that uh, that that I was going to say Girardi for some reason. I knew that uh, Aaron Boone uh, made some changes, including putting him on the championship series lineup. As you know, he was not he was not on the team for the divisional uh, series round, but he put him on for this one. So if you're going to put him on, use him then. And you're right. If not, then when? I mean, that would have been uh, really, I think, smart to do that. I guess he was thinking uh, that you could have uh, Stanton in left field and have his bat and then have, um, who's the stash? Carpenter, uh, the former uh, St. Louis Cardinal. Carpenter, you, you then can bring him into DH. So I guess he thought he was doing something net-net overall that was strong, but... Um, I'm not sure about that. At this point, I might uh, I might consider benching Donaldson because he looks lost out there. I mean, lost. Yeah, I'll tell you who's really shocking me is the center fielder Harrison. What's his last name? Uh, I should know it. It's Bader. Not, yeah, Bader. Because I, I I call I call him Bader Field. Uh, he is uh, first of all he's he's a phenomenal elite center fielder. But he's he's hitting home runs in this uh, playoff season. He was very light hitting, not now. He's hitting he's hitting well, so he's a pleasant. Yeah, uh, and the homers the homers are hitting at four hundred and twenty feet. <laughs> yeah, I mean he was just not hitting at all, and now he's gangbusters when it counts the most. I like the Yankees' chances tonight. Severino is has been pitching very well. He pitched a no hitter for seven innings uh, the game before the playoffs began. Got hit up around a little bit early uh, in the first game that he played in the, in the divisional round, but then he pitched very very well uh, after that and got the win in that game. I believe I, no 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 that's the game unfortunately that and he was all oh, he was so pissed at what uh, what uh, Aaron Boone did. Oh, he, he said, "What do you have a reliever? What do you have a closer for? And you don't use him." Uh, 
I, I was surprised. He was pretty, you know, that's the kind of thing that, you know, you don't usually hear players say. And he was kind of artful the way he said it, but he, he said it. And that's when they brought Schmidt in to close that game. And he acted up. Dan, I've got to run to the break. Uh, I think the Yankees will win tonight. I think that it'll be, I know it will be one to one if they win. And then they go to Yankee Stadium for three games with a day off tomorrow, which stinks. I got all these games on work nights. And then I'd love to have a game to watch on Friday night. And they don't give me one. Then I'll have one on Saturday, one on Sunday, and if necessary, uh, one on Monday. All right, we got to run. We'll be right back. Don't go away. More of your phone calls. One open phone line, 609-407-1450. I'm Hurley in the morning. Here is Sean Hannity. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. You were created by God to do something. You're not created to sit on your ass and live off other people's hard work. And that's what John Fetterman has done. So that's why I'm in Pennsylvania. This election is just too important. I just... Pennsylvania, if you vote for this guy, you deserve him. And when he destroys Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth, the way he destroyed Braddock, you have nobody to blame but yourself. And I'm never coming back. I don't care how much I love Philly cheesesteaks. I'm not coming back because you have just committed economic suicide if you elect John Fetterman. He is a phony. He is a liar. He is corrupt to the core. And I'm sick and tired of the media in this state giving him a free pass. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here. You know, there's something about fall that makes me want my house to feel more like a home, right? Now, that's why my fall project is new custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Now, a fall home refresh doesn't need to be a hassle. Ordering online should not mean sacrificing style or service. And our friends at Blinds.com, they have a premium selection of blinds and shades and shutters and drapes. Shipping is always free. Go to Blinds.com right now. Save up to 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Save up to 40% off site-wide. Rules and restrictions may apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 25 minutes past the hour, wide open forum all this hour. John Zarek, it's hard to believe today is Thursday already. I hope your week has gone by as enjoyable and uh, fast as mine has. Wow. I, I, I think today, for some reason, feels like Wednesday. I don't want to say Tuesday, but it doesn't feel like Thursday, but it is. 609-407-1450, your phone calls this whole hour long. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It's your friend from Point Pleasant, Bridget. How are you this wonderful, chilly morning? I am very well. Thank you, my friend, for the second day in a row. It has been in the 30s when I have ventured out. I know. <laughs> I walk my dogs every morning, and that's yeah. that's my... Uh, 
that's my tell-all. That's how I know how to dress for the day. My car told me 38 yesterday at 3 a.m., 39 this morning. Oh, you're, mu- you're up much earlier than I am. Yes. I get up at 4.30. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up at 2.15. Uh, 2.15 every day. Yahoo! Yeah. God bless you. God uh, bless you. You know, Harry, um, uh, Latinos, isn't it beautiful how how we are moving over to the GOP? Yes. Isn't it amazing? Do, yes. Do me a favor, because I love the way it rolls off your tongue. I've, I've, I've actually tried to practice that a few times. Say Latinos again, the way you say that. Latinos. Say, say that for me. The Latinos. The Latinos. Latino people. Latino I, can, I, can, I can't do it. But it rolls off your tongue. There's something about, it's very interesting. Maria Campos Duffy can do it. The great Bridget of New Jersey fame can do it. How you speak perfect, I'll call it like almost just Western, if you will, English. But you say Latino. And uh, I find that interesting. I like it. I like it a lot. That's that's because my mother wanted us to be bilingual, and she loved this country so much that when she came here from Puerto Rico, she said, in order to succeed, you have to mainstream, you have to learn English, your English has to be as good as your Spanish. So my mother and my father had such great, uh, such uh, such great teaching. They 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 gave us such a fabulous foundation uh we're we're good working people i mean look at the latinos why are they moving over to the gop uh we we were pro-life god almighty we you know listen i am not saying that god forbid there's rape there's there's an issue of course then you have the option of my god aborting uh the baby which still when that when i say that it's frightening because we love uh we are definitely pro-life um, we, we, we are religious. We love our God. We love our country. We work. We work. Latinos come to this country and they don't sit on their butts. They immediately know as soon as they come over, they're going to work because they know in order to have the American dream, you know, that's a beautiful thing. People from all over the why do you think there's this invasion? It's insane when you look at it, but they're coming here because they know there is no place like the greatest country on, uh, on the earth, the United States. And you come here, you work, and anything is possible. And that's the beauty, and I love this entire message. I love the way your parents got it right. That's how this country was founded. If you came to America, people didn't come here and expect us to somehow become the country they came from. You were coming to America because you wanted to come to the country that America is. And it's all getting debased right now and destroyed. Bridget, I have to go to the break, but I love this call so much. More of your calls coming up. And I'll tell you about a little surprise that we're going to have uh, from 745 until 8 o'clock this morning. Looking forward to it. Oh, I'll just give you a clue. Uh, the next governor of the state of New Jersey. And you know how I make these long-term predictions. I think I've been right every single time I've made them for over 30 years. Uh, and I'm utterly confident that the guest that we will present in 15 minutes will be the next governor of the state of New Jersey. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 
95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. We thank you for it. We know it is all because of you, and we appreciate you. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 30 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley in the morning with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlantic County Prosecutor Will Reynolds has confirmed yet another shooting homicide in Atlantic City. It's 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 out of control. Uh, did you know that New Jersey was the original Hollywood? It's true. And we've got the story. I think you'll enjoy it. And the one day that dogs are allowed on the Ocean City Boardwalk is just a few days away. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Another chilly start to another cool October day. We'll reach for 60 degrees today. Nuisance breeze keeping the cool air moving around. Plenty of sunshine from morning through the afternoon. The wind calms tonight. It'll be clear and probably frosty away from the coast. Lows on either side of 40. More sunshine and slightly warmer tomorrow. High 65. Increasing clouds in 67 Saturday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. The number of early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity this afternoon at three. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 36 minutes past the hour. Back to your calls. We go at 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, Harry. And, um, as per Tim Alexander, um, uh, who's running against Jeff Andrew for congressman, as per him in your opening hour, just talking about the southern border is a racist dog whistle, unquote. Um, I love when they use that since they are the people that label everybody. Um, for instance, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre is uh, the first black lesbian. Um, Buttigieg, the first open homosexual married to a man who took two months off to have a baby. So they're so proud. to. And, just... and no one knew he was even missing. Exactly. Secondly, I wanted to bring up um, Stacey Abrams, yes. um, also known as uh, the Lincoln Tunnel Teeth. Um, she brings, look, I, I'm pro-choice, but first of all, um, what... What I go through with my doctor is very private. I believe what, you know, it, it, it's between a doctor and his patient. I don't have bloody fangs about it like these people do. But Stacey Abrams um, is saying a great idea uh, because inflation is uh, for black people to have abortions because it's too expensive to feed them. It's uh, Gas is too expensive to drive them around. And that's a, a racist dog whistle because she calls them lower income. Or, a- um, Andrea, I'm so happy that Stacey Abrams has been fully exposed in this campaign. She actually thought this is delightful for me. This is, brings me joy to say what I'm about to say. Give me 30 seconds and I'll give you the final minute that we have before the break. Stacey Abrams thought for four years with the help of the national Democrat media that they were just priming the pump where all she had to do was declare that she was running and she would be. Remember, Star Trek made her the president of the world. I mean, every advantage this woman was given, she has completely crapped out. She's terrible and she's going to get wiped out. I think she's going to lose by at least somewhere between six to nine points, which in this this day and age is a wipeout. 
well, not only is it a wipeout, but liars, she, she's living, and, and she's talking to her constituents. They're the ones who created this inflation. Remember, she said a few months ago, she said that Georgia is the worst state in America to, to live in. To live in. Thank you. Well, tell that to the black community in Atlanta, where most of the most uh, the the most affluential uh, black community. I hate community. I hate when they use that. Like you said, we're supposed to assimilate to be here. We don't. Why they call everything the the Jewish community, the black community, the Polish community? We're Americans. That's right. And I'm to the break. I've got to go. Great call. And I love that Stacey Abrams has been exposed. She will not win. Therefore, they will not be able to tout her as the next president. Ah, Because I'm telling you, that would have started in one second after the election. Notice how I'm talking about it in the past tense before it even happens? Because it is going to happen. She's going to be beaten. She's going to be beaten by quite a bit. And let's see what they'll they'll come up with something. She's the better O'Rourke of Georgia. She'll be running for something again. But uh, this is going to be a great day for our country. Jack Cittarelli joins us for the remainder of the hour next. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From the world's playground. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, we're running on time. The buses, the the trains, whatever you want to call this program, we're running right on time, 45 minutes past the hour. And let's make it count. That's what we do. We don't mark time. We make it count on this program. So for the remainder of this hour, we have the gentleman that I have been referring to as the next governor of the state of New Jersey the former New Jersey assemblyman and the immediate past Republican nominee for governor of New Jersey, and uh, more importantly, a really good friend. Jack Cittarelli joins the program. Uh, Governor in waiting, how are you, sir? Very well, Harry, and uh, great to be with you once again. And listen, uh, the last thing I want to do is make any one of your predictions wrong, so we'll work real hard to make sure that one is correct. It's very kind of you to say that, Governor in waiting, because we take great pride in those predictions. And for 30 years plus, we're in year 31, we've gotten it each time. Even regretfully, you know my prediction of the last one. I didn't do that to cause pain to a friend. But uh, New Jersey makes you earn it, and you have earned it, and you're going to get it the next time. I just, I just, there's certain things that you just know. And by the way, it factored into that is knowing the candidate, how hard the candidate is going to work. Uh, no one I don't think it's humanly possible to outwork you. And I think the reason for that is you love it. So therefore, it's not work, is it? It's not work. I do love it. Um, I, I just love the challenge. And, and I trust the people of New Jersey, Harry. And it's those predictions you've made over the years. Listen, going into last year, we had won six of the last 10 gubernatorial elections. We can and we will win this election. But my focus right now is over these last two and a half weeks, our congressional midterms, in my adult lifetime, I really can't remember one that's more important than this one. We need to send Joe Biden a message, and I want New Jersey to play a pivotal role in sending Nancy Pelosi into retirement 
as Speaker of the House. Well, it's going to happen, and uh, I I love what you just said. Let me go to one race. Let's start there, and we'll just see where it takes us from here, because this is going to be a pickup. I am absolutely confident he came so close, as you know, two years ago. Tom Kane Jr. is going to beat incumbent Congressman Tom Malinowski in New Jersey, 7th Congressional District, isn't he? He is. That is my home district. We did a fundraiser for Tom at my house that was very successful uh, last week. And we're working extremely hard, taking nothing for granted, uh, knowing that he lost last time by less than 1%, as you said. So that one is there for us. And I do believe we're going to be successful. Jeff Andrews is going to hold. Chris Smith is going to hold. But, you know, the reason I wanted to call in this morning, Harry, is your listening audience spans many different counties. And uh, as you know, last year, part of our defeat was due to the fact that too many Republicans stayed home because they didn't think we could win. Mm, that's true. And I don't want anybody staying home because I'm telling you, um, other than Van Drew, Chris Smith, and Tom Kane, there's one other, one or two or three other Ed Durr over Steve Sweeney like surprises out there. Yeah, I don't think that's um, fantasy. I mean, th- this is going to be a wave election. Uh, I, I've been looking at all these polls. They're not even they're sampling unlikely voters. Uh, there's a lot of trickery going on right now. There is a mood in this country. It is dour. It's going to be very problematic for the Democratic Party, and they've earned it because in less than two years, uh, Jack, think about this. In less than two years, we go from energy independent and a net oil exporter to begging countries that hate us to to meet our demands it's uh, we're robbing the strategic petroleum reserves by 180 million barrels or something that's the lowest it's been in 40 years every indice that we look at is the lowest that it's been in 40 years none of it is a coincidence we were at what uh 0% to like 1 or so percent inflation now it's runaway inflation they won't admit it but we're in a recession they don't even want to admit it they changed the rules uh, oh, now two negative quarters of GDP doesn't count. What do you got to do? Stand on your left ear and, and then it's a recession. I mean, so they're lying to us through our teeth. The border is leaking. Fentanyl is coming in, killing people. I mean, it's an unbelievable mood. And Republicans are going to be the benefactors. Democrats are going to get punished this election. They are going to get punished. And you hit on all the issues, um, and particularly the, the, the Central America migrant crisis. Oh through our poorest borders. Listen, this week started the the applications for the loan forgiveness program. Listen, I'm all for working with a longer amortization schedule to lessen those monthly payments. But loan forgiveness, that's a terribly unfair policy to anyone who previously paid off their loans or worked two or three jobs to make sure they had no debt when they graduated. Or what if you went to a trade school and you decided, hey, you know what, college wasn't for me, and you got into the workforce, you're paying off somebody else's college loans? Who, who wrote those rules? How crazy is that? Right. And, and Harry, how embarrassing on the international front. I mean, Biden goes over to Saudi Arabia, right? These people are now working with the Russians. They're working with Iran. And now they're going to lower their oil production to drive up our gas prices all the more. Yeah, before he went, they were only going to reduce it a million barrels a day. After he went and begged, and incidentally, see if you agree with this. Because they surely went after my former boss, President Trump, when they said his uh, they called it his imperfect phone call when President Trump called it a perfect phone call that he had with uh, the um, President Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine. They said he was interfering, having foreign people interfere with American elections. What's Joe Biden 
begging a foreign nation to delay the oil production cuts until after our midterm elections. That that is the same crime that they accuse President Trump of. But President Trump was not guilty. He's actually guilty of that. Absolutely. And, you know, Harry, in addition to everything we've just said, this is just a leader who doesn't engender any confidence in citizens. And that's not a good thing. So I just think these congressional midterms are critically important, the most important in my adult lifetime, that it's time to send a message uh, to Biden and to Nancy Pelosi. And listen, there's an outside chance we could take the Senate, too. Oh, I think we're going to take the Senate. Even the real clear politics average, they called the poll of polls, with all the outlier polls in there infecting the sampling and the cum. Republicans are right now favored to win 52 seats. Republicans are going to win the Senate. I I used to think that it was a 50-50 crapshoot, that it was in doubt, that it could go either way. I am now confident we're going to win the House. We're going to pick up at least 25 to 35 seats, maybe more. Uh, Now there are more um, uh, races that are considered toss-ups. That number could even get bigger. I don't know that it will go to Obama-era, you know, 58 seats. I just don't think so. But I think it's going to be an absolute wave election where the the House is in the bag. hate to say that because you got to do the work and and it has to happen. But the House is secured. It's going to change. Nancy Pelosi will be the ambassador to Italy. They're holding that open for her. Remember when that happens, your little brother Harry told you. Uh, And we're going to win the Senate. And I would go as far as to say... This is not only the most important election in our lifetime. This is the most important election since the Civil War. I believe that America is at a tipping point where every societal norm is being trashed in favor of some radical form of I don't know what that this country is not supposed to be about. Did you see those tent condominiums in New York? Banks of phones. They're getting folding laundry service. Every imaginable uh, Xboxes and everything. And we've got homeless veterans. I saw one scraping gum off of the street, off of the pavement. What the hell is going on, Jack? What's going on? And this is not the country that Americans know and want to love uh, again in every way. So, And, you know, Harry, too, I, the other thing I just don't want us to lose sight of, because, again, you're listening to audience is, is expansive. We've got um, important elections for the first time in decades we can take control, Republicans, in counties like Gloucester and Cumberland. Um, so it's up and down the ticket that turnout is so important this year. Selfishly, I really don't want to lose any of the momentum that we generated last year when we flipped 134 seats at the municipal and county level, 150 Board of Education seats, and eight seats in the state legislature. And, uh, and then we continue that momentum into next year, when all 120 seats in the state legislature are going to be back on the ballot, at the top of the ballot, under a new map that favors Republicans for the first time in decades. Really good point that you just made. You're listening to Jack Cittarelli, the immediate past Republican nominee for governor of New Jersey. I mean, literally missed by a whisker. If, if I think if Republicans had been a bit better at um, the vote by mail, uh, you, you'd have done it. We wouldn't be waiting that you would be the next governor. You'd be the governor. And you throw on top of that, I can't even assign a, a, a factor of how the, the 
polls were wrong. I remember I, I at the top of my lungs, I, I would say every day, do not believe those polls. This not this is in the margin of error. This is a this is a very, very close race. It could go either way. But the dishonest media made it look like you couldn't win. And then I, I remember what that was like for Testa when uh, right before the election, they, they come out with this bogus poll that he's down by 17 points or Vince Palestina while voting was actually going on. They came out with a bogus poll that he was losing by like eight, eight points or something. I can't begin to tell our audience what that does to dispirit people, how that can affect your fundraising, how that can affect get out the vote. And still it was basically a 50 50 deal in the end. That's why I know well, you're going to win. You do, you, you do something the pollsters don't. You talk to everyday, hardworking people uh, all around the state, and uh, your listening audience is very diverse, and, and that gives you a certain pulse of things that pollsters just don't have. And I felt the same thing as I went up and down the state. And as I'm going up and down the state in South Jersey, I was in Atlanta County last night, Linwood Country Club for – uh, Ver, uh, Amy Gatto and, and Vern Makeham, who are running for county commissioner. I'm heading over to Hamilton this morning for South Jersey Strong, uh, a new pack that's been set up to help get Republicans elected. And uh, tonight I'll be in Gloucester County for our congressional candidate, Claire Gustafson. I'm telling you, I feel the same kind of energy and positivity uh, with regard to our candidates as I felt last November. Yeah, I do, too. I, I really do. And then the, mem- the momentum has to build. This is going to be a wave election. And I agree with you. We're going to have stories that are going to be unbelievable. I remember in 1980 when Kirk Conover was supposed to lose. I know you know you worked with Kirk in the assembly. He was supposed to lose. Only no, he didn't. He won. Even some of his own uh, people were saying, oh, Kirk, you know, this is the first time you're running. You're going to lose. But don't worry. You know, it's a good start. And, you know, build from this for next time. And I remember saying he's not going to lose. He's going to win. And that was a great wave election. This has all the makings. The, I, I, I know that they cannot poll intensity. The intensity right now in this country, the disgust in, in how bad these decisions have been, the geopolitical mistakes. I think everybody realizes there'd be no war, Russia, Ukraine, if Trump had won a second consecutive term. Afghanistan wouldn't have ended the way that it did in the wrong order. Take the military out first and get the people out last. To quote Jack Cittarelli, who does that? Who says that? <laughs> final final minute, you get the closing comment. Well, listen, Ari, I think the Democrats, if you look at, in particular, all the television commercials for the Democratic congressional candidates, all they want to talk about is Roe v. Wade. Yeah. And I think that's an admission. It's an admission of how serious a problem they've got on their hands with this election. Well, how they're going to campaign on they took a month's salary from every single American that you're now you lost a whole month's wages and all the the expense that you have for everything that you purchase and they won't talk about it. You still can't even get baby formula in the United States of America. It's unbelievable. But I will tell you your leadership that you are at all these different functions. It's noted. And people notice it. And uh, anytime we have the chance to visit, it, it is my privilege. And uh, I wish you a good time here in Atlanta County in South Jersey. Well, thank you, Harry. Listen, I'd be doing this uh, around the state even if it wasn't my plan to run for governor again. I'm a proud Republican, but more importantly, a proud New Jerseyan. And I just want us to get it right. 
and people to feel good about living in this state and feel great about their country again. So, as always, buddy, thank you for the airtime. You know it. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. John Zarek. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is that, and it is six minutes past the hour, and it is also time to visit with John Zarek. John Zarek is the official and exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense legal matters for the Hurley in the Morning program. The law offices of John Zarek present Smart Law with John Zarek every Thursday morning in the 8 o'clock hour in the law offices of John Zarek. They focus their efforts on criminal defense law. Their goal is to provide you and yours with the very best legal defense. They have law offices all over the place, but I'll give you a central number that you can call. 609-641-2266. 609-641-2266. Visit John and his great firm on the World Wide Web at johnzarek.com. Good morning, John Zarek. Good morning, Harry. How goes it? So good to be here today. Good. Yeah, things are going well. You know, you know, I'll I'll, I'll say this. Uh, that reminds me, um, Bill Lashman was a very very good criminal lawyer. He was uh, Sam Lashman's father. Sam is an attorney mm-hmm. in Atlantic City, and uh, a real good guy. And uh, Bill was. Um, when I was starting out, Bill was, you know, slowing down. And um, those were the days we were in the 1125 building, the Guarantee Trust building, North Carolina and Atlantic and Atlantic City. And uh, it's a bygone era because in those days, at lunchtime, um, sometimes a dozen attorneys would meet in the lobby um, attorneys who were solos or um, had one or two people in the firm, maybe three, and uh, would go out and have uh, a very nice lunch and talk to one another. There's a lot of camaraderie. So um, Bill and uh, Dave Fitzsimmons uh, and um, others would... Uh, you know, kind of took me in when I started practicing there. I was in Mr. Robertson's office. Um, he was a, a very, very good real estate and state lawyer. And uh, his grandson is now a judge. And uh, it was it was a good time. And Bill and I, uh, I, I'd say to Bill when I saw him, and he was, again, a really, really good criminal defense lawyer. And... Um, and very clever, very uh, bright, and um, I'm sure he stayed that way till the, till, the, till he died, really. But at that time, I would say, uh, "Bill, how's it going?" Or someone would say, "Bill, how's it going?" And he'd say, uh, "Very well, young man. <laughs> Things are slipping badly, but at a much lower rate than last week." <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Cracks me up 
repeating the story, you know. Yeah, he was um he was he was really good and uh he had lots of lots of good sayings that were so good that they you know, he could he could do it again and again and uh you'd still get a laugh. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know the father, I know the son, I think highly of the son as you also uh indicated in your opening but I've always been told that the apple didn't fall far from the tree there. It's quite a family. Yeah, yeah. But Bill was, uh, you know, he was, uh, I think, the top guy at that time. Uh, well, just before I started practicing. and then. Uh, so you mean to tell me he was the John Zarek before John Zarek? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Again, very embarrassing, Harry. Okay, uh, I'll keep doing he it. Was a, he was a good guy. And what he would do is... Uh, I practiced criminal law, and he would, he would, of course, clients still came to him, so he would refer those clients to me. Uh, also, Mr., uh, you know, Dave Fitzsimmons would do the same. He was a really good civil lawyer, and uh, and then I would refer to Bill. Um, you know, Dave Fitzsimmons would do litigation, you know, business litigation, estate litigation, and, and Bill Ashman would, uh, you know, he was... He was doing easy stuff at that time, deeds and wills and so forth. So. Let, John, let me throw you a meatball, uh, but I think it's 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 a good thing to just chat about for a quick minute. Re- collegial referrals are a big deal. When when a colleague in maybe another discipline of law says, "Hey, look, I don't do that," or I think that John Zarek would be better, you know, for you, uh, that's a big deal, isn't it? When that kind of referral, I consider it like a super referral because somebody that needs a criminal defense attorney is talking to somebody that either doesn't do criminal defense work or whatever the case might be. And that, that is, um, that's a big deal. When you, when you become someone that your peers, your colleagues will refer you, um, to clients that talk to them about help that they need. It's a big deal, isn't it, John? It, it is. Uh, it is to me. It's an yeah. honor. I think, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I'm very, very grateful for that. And I, I had mentioned before that we, you know, I'm I'm disappointed when I hear that people had bad experiences with lawyers. So I've, I've been saying on, on the air, and I'll continue to say it, um, you know, if anybody has any kind of, uh, any questions about anything they need to run by a lawyer, um, and they can be questions in any area, I'm always glad to, to take those questions from my clients uh, former clients, friends, and listeners. You know, uh, listeners do call me from time to time with questions outside of the area of criminal defense, and I, I really enjoy that. Um, really enjoy giving them guidance. I enjoy, I especially enjoy being able to solve a problem that they might have to pay four, five, six thousand dollars to solve if they, you know, get into the wrong hands. So, you know, I, I like to, uh, I like to get, I like to help in that way, and I also, as I've said, I'm, I'm I know who's good at various things, and and some people who are really good in some areas of a particular uh, discipline are not the right person um, for um, a certain wrinkle of that discipline or a certain area of that discipline. So, for example, the one thing that happens if you have um, massive cases, then there are several attorneys, you know, let's say a massive personal injury case, there are several attorneys who will 
take that case and, you know, do a good job with it and so forth. But what if you have a case that um, is not that big a case, too small for an attorney who, um, you know, is, is sort of big time to take, uh, say, in the personal injury area, and, you know, it, it may be a recovery of potentially $30,000 or $50,000 or $75,000. You know, there are a lot of people that won't take that level of case, and, you know, I can be helpful in putting people together with the right person in that kind of case. But anyway, since I mentioned this, uh, I started a few weeks ago mentioning this, I, I do get a number of calls from people who um, are kind of surprised that I want to talk those things over, And I, but it's it's a pleasure for me. You know, it's a pleasure for me to do it. John, I love that you do it. It's 15 minutes past the hour. Let's get our break right in, uh, right on time. We're going to come back. More Smart Law with John Zarek right after this with John. I am respectfully yours. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity bringing it from this, I was going to say the city of brotherly love, but certainly the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania with some really great work yesterday. Sean Hannity, catch him right here on the station that plays the winners, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity rated by Talkers Magazine as the number one talk radio personality, number one most important radio talk show host in the entire country. And uh, you can catch him here every day from 3 to 6 p.m. on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, where we continue, as we do every Thursday morning in the 8 o'clock hour with John Zarek. Smart Law with John Zarek continues, and John Walters all about reverse mortgages coming up after John. John, time is yours. Yes, Harry. Um, well, I, I, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, new uh, New Jersey nonprofit corporation that we started um, for helping people in Ukraine. Uh, it's called Ukraine Humanitarian Inc. Um, I don't know how we were fortunate enough to get that name. Everything involving Ukraine and every combination is taken, I guess, except that one. So uh, Ukraine Humanitarian Inc. And um, the address is my office, my law office, 1555 Zion Road, Suite 201 in Northfield, and um, 08225. And, you know, you can just look up my name and and my office in Northfield, and that's the address for it. So, uh, and I'm pleased to announce that uh, our charter donor, our founding donor, our um, heroic donor is, uh, we we received $1,000 from the Harry Hurley charity, some guy. That's right, some guy. You found some guy. Some guy named Harry, Hur- Harry some, Hurley. Yeah. Some guy who wrote a check. <clears throat> and, uh, well, John, look, we, we support what you do, and what you're doing here is so important. I, I had a running start to understand the kind of aid that is required there and what you've been helping and your family uh, to make happen. It was, uh, it was an honor to write that check. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. And 
Yeah, it's an honor to do it. Uh, so essentially how it works is we uh, get money, we support a crew that we uh, of um, drivers. They're young people, typically early 20s. Um, we know them personally from being um, in Europe um, in person. You know, my brother Mark and, and I... Um, I did work on the Polish border where most of these drivers were based at that time and are based at that time still. And, uh, you know, we typically have donated vans. Um, you know, rich people say, hey, I'll buy a van, and they buy one or two vans. And the drivers are just absolutely dedicated people. Um, we have... Uh, young woman from New York City. Uh, we have um, um, two young people, well, more than two young people from Scotland, um, people from Poland, people from Germany, France, Italy. Um, so we're, you know, we have a, we have a lot of people who um, <clears throat> are willing to get in the car, will get money to them, we'll typically wire it or PayPal. Um, Wise is another form of uh, transfer. So the money goes into the account of um, Ukraine Humanitarian Inc. In, um, in Bank of America. So good, solid uh, uh, organization. And then we would uh, PayPal it or wire it in some way to um, particular driver, and again, these are these are people that um, they take no money for pay. You know, they're strictly volunteers. Um, if we don't make them, if if we don't make them um, take a break once in a while, um, they they won't take a break. They, they'll just keep going. And I'm talking about these are kids that have driven um, 80, 100, 120, 150 trips um, all over Ukraine to deliver um, humanitarian food and um, medical supplies and other necessaries uh, directly to the people. Hey, John, as, as folks give consideration to providing aid to Ukraine, I did battle with someone the other day that just didn't seem to understand uh, that Ukraine must win. You know, there was this conversation I was having about how, like, they're both bad. And and I'm, I'm thinking, wait a minute now. We, we have to look at this. You can think about past Ukrainian administrations before Zelensky. Zelensky isn't like what was there before where they were just stealing money and and all the things that went on. Ukraine has to win because Putin has to be stopped because Putin's aggression, he has his eyes set beyond. He wants to restore the old Soviet Union. Right now you have Putin declaring martial law in four areas of Ukraine, indiscriminate bombing that's going on, significant fighting over the past 24 hours. John, I, I truly believe this is a tipping point in this war right now. Oh, it certainly is. It certainly is. We're, uh, you know, we don't uh, run guns. Um, 
uh, or ammunition or, um, you know, offensive military supplies will um, deliver. There are people working at the front who are cold. We've just had a load of sleeping bags that one of the drivers delivered uh, actually to an area uh, on the front lines, uh, to soldiers on the front lines uh, who are, you know, doing the, doing good work and you know to keep from freezing to death and you know a lot of a lot of the uh, a lot of the goods go we don't care if the people who who get the uh, food and get the humanitarian supplies you know there there are Ukrainians certainly there are some Russians living there there are people from other companies countries living there but you know there are uh, essentially women and children who are starving or who have are in danger of serious uh, illness or death because of lack of medical uh, supplies or treatment. So this is this is pure um, humanitarian. We're we're not fighting the war, um, although it, it certainly I, I suppose encourages the soldiers who are at the front to know that their families are being taken care of. Well, you mentioned, John, even these, um, I forget what you called them, but these medical patches that can keep people from bleeding out and things like that. There are just some uh, items that can be very, very helpful. Yeah, there are lots of things. There, there's, there's no shortage of need. Um, and uh, there's a tremendous amount of communication with the young people and, and their a lot of lot of young people doing this and you you can't stop them you know they are they are going to run they know that people are starving they know that people are dying um they know that people are in severe need especially in the reclaimed territories there was a you know everyone's familiar with the major offensive that the ukrainians did well they took over areas that were in run occupied and run by the russians and the people in those areas are very, very in very bad shape. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, one of the one of uh, the drivers um, communicated with me and my brother and said, um, "We we need to be careful to line up security uh, for the people, not for them, before we deliver." Because uh, you know, I saw a video of a of a food delivery. And it was um, in this in this driver's uh, opinion, it was a, the worst thing he'd ever seen. Wow. The people were so absolutely desperate and hungry um, in these formerly occupied territories. So there's no shortage of. Uh, so, so even the arrival of aid can start a um, a frenzy because people are in such a bad way. Yeah. Understood. Hold on, John. It's halftime. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Smart Law with John Zarek on the Hurley in the Morning program. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app. BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. At 30 minutes past the hour, this is Hurley in the Morning with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlantic County Prosecutor Will Reynolds has confirmed yet another shooting homicide in Atlantic City. We broke the story first. You can check it out 
on the website and on the uh, on the app. Did you know this was a lot of fun to write? Did you know that New Jersey was the original Hollywood? And we we really were. Edison was involved. All kinds of info there. And this is the one day that dogs are allowed on the Ocean City Boardwalk. It's from the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. This morning, not quite as cold as yesterday morning, but that's thanks to the breeze. So it's less frosty, but we have a little wind chill instead. Mainly in the 30s, 40s along the coast, we'll see a high of 60 this afternoon. Sunny, breezy, and still cooler than normal. The wind dies down tonight, clear and potentially frosty, low of 40. And more sunshine tomorrow, slightly warmer, with a high of 65. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Free. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And on the WPG Talk Radio app. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 36 minutes past the hour. John Zarek continues until the top of the hour. We'll be joined by John Walters and his uh, twice-monthly program, All About Reverse Mortgages, which in this current environment, with everything that's going on, the high inflation, everything, uh, the reverse mortgage is going to be a game-changer for a lot of people. I really do believe that. John, the time is yours. Please continue. Yes, Harry, we were talking about uh, the new nonprofit that we formed, Ukraine Humanitarian Inc., and... um, It's the offices at my office, 1555 Zion Road, Suite 201 in Northfield. It's the same as my law office, so you can look up my name and and, uh, use that address. Um, So the way it works, we've applied for a nonprofit, although uh, nonprofit status, although um, at this time the standard deduction is so high that um, you really need to donate a tremendous amount of money to reach the limits. But we're applying for it anyway because we may have some people that do want to tra- uh, donate a tremendous amount of money. But uh, we expect that most of the donations are going to be from the $100 to the $1,000 range. And uh, that's what that's what's going on so far. So, uh, but I want to, you know, if you, if you donate to big, well-known, charities, which is not a bad thing, um, you know, their administrative costs, their office costs, their advertising costs, and so on and so forth. Uh, this is different. We These are people, the people that actually on the ground buy the goods and deliver the goods um, are volunteers. They don't get paid. In, in fact, you know, I, as I said, we have to fight with them to take a break very often. Well, John, I'm I'm only being rude and interrupting because I really love that you are explaining this. John made this abundantly clear to me, uh, and we know it from past episodes, talking to John about people that are doing this kind of amazing work. You look at some of the things that we've all probably contributed to over the years. There were uh, disaster relief things, and then we find out uh, either months or years later that none of it ever got there at all. Remember the t- the tsunami and the, all these different things, all kinds of money raised, and it never got to where it was supposed to get because people, you know, steal it. Uh, here, there's no middleman. There's no hoping that it goes from, you know, from John to Jane to Joe and it gets there. 
it's getting right to the people that can do good with it. And that that's huge, John. That's inspiring. Right. So, yeah, the way it works, Harry, if, if you donate the $1,000 that the Hurley Charity donated, that will result in $1,000 of food or humanitarian goods being delivered to people that are that desperately need them in um in ukraine i mean that's that's the way it works um i don't i mean it's not too much of a stretch i'm not saying ours but i'm saying somebody that contributes to john's charity you could help save a life that's not a stretch there's somebody starving right now or any of these other supplies that that are helping people and saving lives the contribution could literally save a life Am I am I am I saying that fairly? I'm not overstating the case, am I? Not yeah, not could, will. Yes. You know, it absolutely will save lives because um the the for example, we uh, gave money to um a woman who is you know, her her calling uh is, is this is toward the eastern part of Ukraine. Her calling is to take care of orphans. And uh, to see these kids is, you know, photos or videos of these kids is heartbreaking. But that's her that's her calling. So um, the last money we gave to her uh, was for um, medicine. She said, we're so grateful that we're able to buy medicine um, to help these sick kids. I mean, there's no place, there are places where nobody had a lot of money to begin with, let alone after the war. So there's no, there's no way to get this stuff. The government is, is of course, um, solicitous of the health of the people, but the number one priority in wartime is to get guns and bullets to the front. That's what they do. Um, there's a desperate blood fight. So, you know, the, the humanitarian aspect is being fulfilled by a lot of people, um, like our organization and the people on the ground and the drivers. So we, we got her money. Um, she went out and bought the medicines and, you know, medical supplies that she needed for the kids. And, uh, we got, you know, sent us a photograph and said, you know, we're so grateful. And, you know, it's, 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 if we send $500, $500 is going to be spent and, and used, uh, for the kids, uh, or it could be, um, used to fill up the van. And typically the food that is bought is, is stuff that will help people survive, like um, peanut butter, uh, cases of peanut butter, cases of sardines, things that have a lot of calories uh, will keep. And um, it's not gourmet, but it'll keep it'll keep people functioning and alive. Wow, so huge! Hold on, John, don't go away. Final break, and then we'll be uninterrupted with John until the top of the hour. About two minutes ago, Fox News sent me a text message. And we said yesterday that Liz Truss was in big trouble in the United Kingdom. And I knew she wasn't going to make it for long. I didn't realize she was going to resign just now. Liz Truss, who one of the last acts of the queen before she passed, 
was approving Liz Trust to be the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, uh, a blessing that is, um, I think it's required uh, in the United Kingdom. It's certainly honored and followed. Liz Trust has resigned as Prime Minister. This news just in during the John Zarek program. We'll be back. Smart Law with John Zarek and yours truly. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. It's uh, 10 minutes before the top of the hour. John Zarek continues. Smart Law with John Zarek. John, please be smart so that we're not false advertising. Would you promise to be smart? (laughs) We are. Yes, we are. Agreed. We will be smart. Agreed. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's a it's a smart it's a smart move for anyone out there to make a donation to uh, Ukraine to Ukraine Humanitarian Inc. Um, care of my office, fifteen fifty five Zion Road. If you donate a hundred dollars, a uh, hundred dollars of food will uh, be delivered to starving people directly. Here's here's exactly how it works. Um, if you donate, let's make it a thousand dollars. If you donate a thousand dollars, that will go into the account, uh, and we, you know, have a number of young people who we know and trust face to face, who have been dedicated since the beginning of the war. They just dropped everything and went and started doing humanitarian work. Um, Got vans, trucks, whatever they could get, and now there are more people and organizations donating vans and trucks. And these drivers are well-known. They never take a nickel for anything. In fact, um, as I said, one young woman who we consider the bravest of the brave is widely known uh, that we support, um, wanted to deliver food to uh, uh, a distant place in Ukraine uh, toward the eastern part. and um, But she had been on the road continuously for weeks, uh, sleeping in the car a couple hours, sleeping in the van a couple hours of time, her and her, and the, her uh, dr- driver partner. And um, so to make her rest, to make her rest, we had to threaten that we wouldn't send her any more money unless she took a, 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 a weekend off. We sent her money for that uh, to stay overnight, a couple overnights to get some rest and then hit the road. And so she did that and sent us pictures of that. People that forget to do that don't realize how much more productive. That is time well spent. You recharge your batteries and then you get back out there and you get in it. Uh, that was um, your good coach, John. Yeah, but they're constantly faced with, you know, these kids are constantly faced. And like I say, they're early 20s typically. They're constantly faced with. They know there's there's tremendous communication now. You know, remember Elon Musk established uh, established a communications network that is instant, and so through various media and direct messages and so forth and encrypted, double encrypted stuff. 
the people are in touch all the time. Like everybody knows who needs what, where. Um, it could be 300 miles away, but if there's a village where there are people starving or people in need of medical supplies, um, they'll know. Not not just one person will know. Uh, a, a lot of people will know, and they're you know these young people are obsessed with getting that you know food or supplies to those to those spots you know everyone knows who where the greatest need is and all they need to do is money to buy the supplies and then uh fuel to hit the road and they do it so when they know that people are starving and they know that people are uh, dying because of or potentially um, harming themselves greatly because they don't have medicine, basic medicine. You know, they, you get an infection and you don't have amoxicillin or something like that to, to treat it with, then, you know, they're, they're obviously they're highly motivated to get on the road and deliver that stuff. And so it's what we do is very, very simple. You know, the, the organization is there. Uh, all we do is... Um, in this case, Harry gives us a thousand dollars. We put it in the uh, Ukraine humanitarian um, account. Um, we um, PayPal or Wise or other uh, wire that thousand dollars to the to the, the young person who's a driver. They go and buy the stuff. Typically, they'll they'll photograph and video the the shopping trip, so to speak. They'll buy the supplies, load up the van, and they take off. And then they'll typically video the delivery, and and you know often thank the people that donated the money um, in the in the video, and then some people back if there are people that are really injured or uh, sick, uh, uh, in distress in any way, they'll load them up and drive them back to um, a safe place and and then do pick up another load and uh, of humanitarian supplies and go again. And that's that's it's simple as that. So if you give a hundred dollars it get it hits it gets the good to people that desperately in need. And if you give a thousand dollars, it gets the people desperately in need. And I suppose along the way, there are people that might give more than that. But you know, a very little amount of money produces a lot of good. So these are these are, you know, this, this stuff isn't being distributed in, uh, you know, the uh, upper class neighborhoods in Kiev. You know, exactly. Three minutes left in your show today, John. And you're doing it, and you're doing a great job. But let me double down on you. Somebody listening right now, how much good can their contribution make? Uh, un, un, incalculable good. Um, how, how good is it to give food to someone who's starving, to give medicine to someone who's in pain or um even in the process of dying if they if they don't have medicine. So 
um, how good is it to deliver to people who are sleeping in the cold mm. and it gets cold, it gets cold. We know the Russian winners, the Russian winners is, is really the Ukrainian winner, right? Yeah. Um, used to be part of the Soviet Union. So it gets very, very, very cold. How good is it to deliver a sleeping bag to someone who otherwise would be um, huddling without heat um, and without something to keep them warm so yeah it's good it's it's i I, it's it's a miracle that you know mark and i i guess you'd say almost stumbled upon this opportunity to help um because it's uh it's so satisfying final minute john closing comment yeah we'd like everybody to partner with that um harry hurley did the harry hurley charities partnered and um like anybody out there uh, you, humane, you, 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 Ukraine Humanitarian Inc. Uh, at my office in Northfield, 1555 Zion Road, Northfield, and um, any amount of donation, little or or big, will be 100% spent. We don't take any expenses out. No tr- we take care of our travel expenses, lodging, anything like that. That's all ours. The money goes purely to uh, aid for people. John, everything you do is unconditional, so you don't ever look for anything like this. But is it, I don't, in 30 seconds, is it gratifying, though, to see that you are making a difference? Yeah, when you, you know, you have some young people that are uh, near the front who are um, otherwise freezing to death, and, and they say, after getting a, a, a supply, we love America. We love America over and over again. Yeah, that's pretty satisfying. Great show, John. Appreciate you. Thank you, Harry. You're welcome. My well, pleasure. Uh, you're, you're the best. When we come back, he's John Zarek. I'm Hurley in the morning. When we come back, it'll be John Walters. All about reverse mortgages. Listen very closely. This could change your life. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. John Walters is here. This is John Walters, all about reverse mortgages. And John is the perfect partner when you want to learn about what a reverse mortgage is and what a reverse mortgage may be able to do for you and yours. uh, Turn with confidence to my friend John Walters. There's no pressure. It's not low pressure. There's no pressure. There's no obligation. Call John at 609-231-4924 to review your many options. That's 609-231-4924. And especially under the current uh, circumstances in our country with runaway inflation, with the expectation of 28% increase in heating costs this winter you know they're actually my friend kirk conover texted me an hour or so ago they're actually projecting rolling blackouts uh in some parts of the country in the northeast this winter can you imagine that 
I mean, you just can't even picture that. We're the United States of America. You can't even imagine that that could be happening. But that's the issue that's going to be at hand in terms of natural gas and some of these other challenges that we face. Uh, So the equity that you have in your home, uh, when we make the comment when John's here and uh, every day when he's not here and we're speaking about John and, and what he can do, we talk about that this could change your life. It's not an exaggeration. John, welcome to your program. Well, thank you very much, Harry. And I want to say that I, as you know, I was in Italy for two weeks and I was talking to people over there about exactly what we're talking about with inflation. What are they doing with eating and things like that? And uh, it's a worldwide situation. It's, just, it's something that we have to struggle with. No doubt about it. Now, I know that you want to talk about Social Security um, and we've been talking about it as a program as well. This is the biggest increase, I believe, in something like 40 years. Uh, so certainly that's going to help. What are your thoughts about the announcement that Social Security made about the benefit increase for next year? Well, Harry, it's funny because you had finished up with our last show talking about this, the COLA that's coming in. Yep. I, I, I got a, another directive, or I should say an announcement from the FHA, which updated this. And somebody had asked me the question, the COLA, which is the cost of living adjustment, which is going to be at 8.7%. We know that it affected Social Security, but one of the questions one of my borrowers had was, does it affect SSI, which is supplemental security income, and they also get the increase? So I, I just wanted to clarify that for people that were actually talking about it. It is the first time in 40 years, and what's interesting, it's the highest increase, as we know, and at the same time, Medicare is going down. Uh, which hasn't happened in over a decade. So uh, this is good for what we're talking about, Harry, in respect to uh, increasing our cash flow a little bit, which is what the idea behind that we're talking about with the show. So, You know, and I also posed to you last uh, episode, John, right before you left uh, for your trip, that this is such an important time for folks to understand the various options that they have because we are experiencing unprecedented increases in everything, uh, food, uh, energy, everything. Inflation is, is ridiculous everywhere you go. You know, uh, everything is costing so much more. The new trick is they make it a lot smaller and they even charge you more for less. So it really is pinching people all over the place. So this is where I believe, John, this is such an opportunity for you to have conversations with various citizens about their options relative to the um, reverse mortgage. It's, it's, a, it's a very important time in, in your business, I believe. You are absolutely correct. And I, I, I just wanted to finish up with what we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, how the COLA actually has played a part with reverse mortgages. I had a borrower this week that was $90 short in qualifying for a reverse mortgage. And what had happened was because she is on Social Security and because of that COLA adjustment, I'm able to use that as an added benefit in getting her qualified. So uh, for those people that might be on the edge a little bit, uh, we can use that cost of living adjustment adjustment to show uh, 
how to qualify with it. So I just wanted to share that with you a little bit, Eric. It's great. Uh, and and John, I know you um, every single time out and, and in the messages that we share in between the two programs that you host, you are all about educating your listening audience about reverse mortgages. So take the floor in terms of the whole shebang, the who, what, where, when, why of the program, because you're the man with the answers. And I know there are a lot of consumers out there uh, that are, I think, taking a look at this, that maybe in the past it was maybe in their, I don't know, maybe somewhere down the road they were thinking about it. But I think there's a sense of urgency right now uh, where knowledge is power and you're the expert, you're our expert, you're the only person on the reverse mortgage product that I recommend. And uh, why don't you take whatever time you need to share with folks uh, what this is all about? Yeah, I, and I'm glad you brought that up, Harry, because that's exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, a little background. I've been working with this program for 16 years. And when I began, I was 16 years younger. <laughs> now it's 16 years later. But my point, Ben, is that as I work through these different decades with this program, it affected, or I should say that I looked at it totally different because it applied to me or how I could use it or possibly use it or use it when, when the time is right. And what I wanted to share about this education's power. This is, this, this program is probably one of the most misunderstood. I have people tell me, when I speak to them, uh, the bank wants my house. Uh, you know, it's a bad product, this, that, or whatever. And, and this happens. And this. Hey, this- by the way, John, you know this of me because we've been doing this for a while now. And you guessed it many times in the past before we officially uh, entered into our partnership. You was the exclusive and official reverse mortgage expert. This is my pet peeve of all pet peeves. And I think it's at this level. Number one, because of what I've learned from you and, and you know, uh, the, the, the great fondness I have for your predecessor, who I just spoke with, by the way, Mr. McDermott, not long ago. Uh, and he sent his regards to everybody. And I met you through Joe. Uh, it's my pet peeve of all pet peeves involving your space, John. And here's the reason why. It's probably my banking experience where I realize that every single time that someone gets a mortgage for their home, we'll call it a forward mortgage to not confuse it with with what we talk about with John, the reverse mortgage, or if it was a, a, a home equity line of credit or some other form of, of, a, of a home equity loan, in those transactions, which every single borrower, homeowner, readily and without complaint signs right on there that the bank has a lien on your home. Nobody complains, nobody says anything, but for some oddity that I cannot understand, one of the things that is an objection has to be overcome. So many people say, oh, no, no, I would do it, but I just don't want to, I don't want to lean on my home or anything like that. So they don't care when there is a lien, but they do care with the product that there is no lien. How did this tale, this fallacy, how did this happen? Uh, Harry, you hit it on the head because you were in the banking side. P- people don't do their due diligence or understand uh, about finances. They don't understand that there's a difference between 
a cash account, a money market account, an investment account, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and that there's a time and place for them. And and what we're talking about here is this product. And what's funny was I was with my one of, a very good friend of mine yesterday, and he said to me, I just saw uh, Tom Selleck uh, doing <laughs> reverse mortgages. Uh, and he said to me, I do not see any downside, he said to me. I said, well, there are downsides. He goes, well, what do you mean? I said, this is a financial product. It's not for everybody. And you have to do your due diligence to decide if this is something that you want to do or not. And this ties in with your question. It's the lack of understanding or educating yourself about the program. One of the things that I do, that I started to do when I started the program with you, Harry, I have a book uh, written by a very good friend of mine uh, by the name of Dan Holquist called Understanding Mortgage. When somebody calls me, I send them the book. I send them the book and I said, this is just a basic outline fundamentally to understand the program. And I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we start the program with you picking up some facts and we'll have a conversation. And it's a great way of beginning because it's non-pressure, it's educating, which, as you know, is a very big part of what I do. Yep. What I wanted to do from that, Harry, um, is tie in with a story about this program. Now, I've talked a little bit about it before, but the, the individual I wanted to talk about was the architect for this particular program, who's Ed is, his name was Ed Szymanski. Now, do me a favor. Hold Ed Zemanski until right after the break so we're, we'll be running right on time and we can have a nice size segment when we come back because I know you have a guest joining you after the 9.30 break. You are listening to John Walters, who is our official and exclusive reverse mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program, personally for the Hurley family when we, um, when we are qualified to, to meet with John. Uh, because I trust John, and he'll sit down with you and yours, uh, any decision makers. This is not somebody that's looking to just talk to, to one person and get you to sign something real fast and trick you or anything like that. John's the exact opposite of that. Every decision maker, have them there. Have this conversation. John will answer all of your questions. He's terrific to work with. So you can reach John at 609 609- Two three one forty nine twenty four, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this could change your life. John is very responsive about email, and I can testify to that because we share email at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, all kinds of times of the day and night. Uh, he'll get back to you quick that way as well. Jay Walters, J W A L T E R S, Jay Walters at reversefunding.com. Back with John. In just a moment, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you, and we know it, and we thank you. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more, powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. We're investing. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. 
Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 24 minutes past the hour. John Walters continues. John Walters, the reverse mortgage expert, exclusive expert for the Hurley in the Morning program. John Walters presenting a very important discussion twice monthly here in the 9 o'clock hour uh, on, on this particular day, twice a month. Uh, John Walters presents a very important discussion all about reverse mortgages. And I do say this in in any economy, it's it's a it, it's a potential game changer. But in an economy such as this that's deteriorating and that there are so many challenges uh, in terms of escalating costs. And we've mentioned some of them, including the 28 percent estimate uh, in terms of increase for your home energy costs. A lot going on, a lot to unpack. John, time is yours. Yes. Harry, what I wanted to do, just to share with you, you know, I'm going to be on uh, next Wednesday, the 26th, and I'm going to focus on exactly what we're talking about, how to use this product uh, in conjunction with what's happening to interest rates. And I think that uh, that's going to be the first half of the of next show. Uh, I wish I could dedicate more today but i wanted to finish up on what i was yeah. talking about of course i was i was talking about uh, an individual by the name of ed Szymanski, who was the architect for this program and what i need to explain to you a little bit about this program that started under reagan back in 88 and he actually put forth uh something called the housing community development act of 1987 and he wanted a program develop reagan wanted a program developed based on home equity uh, and they had HUD had six months to put this program together. And Ed Zmanski, along with Judy May and the other senior architects, the economists, the academics, the, uh, that kind of put this program together. The key thing was this is designed an age-based program for people that are retired, especially now that the economy is getting the way that it is. People may not qualify for loans on the forward side, because as interest rates go up, this definitely affects your borrowing power. It does in the reverse world, but not to the impact that it has on the forward world. So um, we're going to we're going to focus on that next week, and I think we'll have uh, an interesting shot about this uh, of trying to talk about what impact it could have on the family. And looking at this program and looking at your personal situation. So what I want to tie in with is actually an example of that particular case study that we're talking about. And I'm going to call them Marge and Jack because they're friends of mine. So I'll use their names in this scenario. But I've received a call this week. And this particular scenario that I'm going to share with you is going to tie in with Rich Gerber on the second part of the show. But... Uh, I got a call from a husband and wife, both 62 years of age, uh, and said, what I'm trying to do, I got a couple concerns. I don't know, you know, uh, especially with the economy that's happening right now. And um, we have pretty good credit. We're on, a, we're on fixed income, Social Security. But our concerns are that we don't have enough in savings or anything for an emergency fund. fund and we're looking at long-term care. This kind of sets the scenario here. And uh, so what happened was I wound up, as I always do, if I could get uh, all their information, sit down with them. And I found out that there was an elephant in the room uh, that 
that they didn't have too much, that they didn't give too much thought to. And it turned out that recently, within the last couple of months, they took on the debt of their adult children of $30,000 to help their children get a start in life. And here they are struggling and they're going to reduce their cash flow by 24%. Uh, so I said to them, we need to take a look at the bigger picture here. So what we're going to do uh, on the second half of the show here is we're going to take a look at the full picture. And then what we're going to do is we're going to look at an option of how to tighten up and secure, uh, you know, their, their retirement. And uh, that's what we're talking about, Harry. And, and I'm glad you keep focused on the economy. Not that I want to focus on the economy, but the reality of it is we are all on a day-to-day -day basis have to respond and have to problem solve whatever those things that come to us. Well, it's absolutely true. 75% of Americans right now are paycheck to paycheck. I mean, it is, it is a very consequential moment in our country's history. So the fact that people are sitting on tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars that they can get, you know, put to work for them and, and not be in a position where they're in just incalculable stress, I think is huge. We're at 30 minutes past the hour. We're going to take the break. John has a guest that will be joining us right after the break. I will leave it to John to introduce his guest. Uh, this is John Walters, all about reverse mortgages on the Hurley in the Morning program uh, and to reach John. And he's very responsive about getting back with you and setting up an appointment to sit down and review all of the many options that you have relative to the reverse mortgage. 609-231-4924 is the number to call to reach John. 609-231-4924 if you want to jot this down. Jay Walters at reversefunding.com. You can send John an email and do the same thing. John, could you give me a call? Uh, Jay Walters, reversefunding.com. Back with John Walters. And all about reverse mortgages right after this with John. I am respectfully yours. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We'll get back to John in just a moment. This portion of Hurley in the Morning also brought to us by Perfect Basement. We've seen the damage that storms can cause just recently when it rained seemingly forever for like four straight days without stopping. And those are occasions where even folks that don't have water that get in that gets into the basement and things like that, they have these things happen when you have a sort of a training effect of rain that just doesn't stop. If rain leads to water in your basement or crawl space, call my friends at Perfect Basement. I promise you, Brian and his team, they are amazing. They're experts at what they do. You can reach out to Perfect Basement for a completely free, no pressure inspection for waterproofing, mold remediation, and foundation repair. Perfect Basement is family owned, based here in South Jersey, licensed and certified and accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Ask about fall discounts and special services for realtors. Visit perfectbasement.com. That's perfectbasement.com. Tell Brian that Harry Hurley sent you. 
John, welcome back. It's John Walters, all about reverse mortgages. John, uh, you can do the honor, if you would, of introducing your guest. Well, thank you very much, Harry. And I think that you know Rich Gerber, but Rich I Gerber has Gerber, Insur- has Gerber Insurance in Linwood, and he is a very good friend of mine. And he and I uh, actually discuss problem-solving various situations. And, Harry, one of the things I wanted to share with you that I, I try to share with my borrowers is that a lot of times it takes more than one product to solve to solve a situation. And we're going to give you an example because I talked to Rich yesterday about this uh, scenario. So I want to set the scenario, and then I'm going to bring Rich into the picture here. But this was a couple that I met with who are 62 years of age. Uh, as I said, they have good credit. They're on fixed income. They lack of savings or emergency fund. Big concern was long-term care, uh, but they also have taken on the debt of their adult children of $30,000. So my discussion with them was to address this. And uh, one of the things was was to get rid of this $30,000 in debt, take a look at the long-term care, as well as possibly the legacy aspect, which they were talking about with their children. So with that being said, I'd like to introduce Rich Gerber. And Rich, I thought maybe you could share a little bit about your business uh, and what products that you handle, or just a little overview, five-second ad for yourself, if you would, please. Thanks, John. Um, good morning. Uh, morning, Harry. Hey. First of all, thanks for the opportunity. Um, Rich Gerber, Gerber Insurance in Linwood, New Jersey. Been in business over 40 years, independent um, agency. Um, I just counted up representing over 22 companies that do long-term care uh, along with what we call now the living benefits, uh, which is the newer type of long-term care compared to than the traditional long-term care. As, as your products, John, keep getting better and better as time evolves, the same, same with the long-term care and the, and the insurance industry. Um, so we're, I'm on Central Avenue in Linwood, and um, we're, we're, I'm always available by appointment. Um, uh, that's kind of it, John. Forty-some years been that's doing no it. No problem. That's no, that's no problem, Rich. Thanks. Uh, but I was sharing with you, and we were talking yesterday about these clients that I'm working with. And one of the things that I always turn to you for uh, is the insurance product in the sense of trying to understand. Now, you and I were talking yesterday, and what's ironic about this, Harry, is both Rich and I have traditional long-term care insurance. I've had it for 20 years now. Uh, I don't know how long Rich has had his, but the bottom line is, uh, 18. you know, I've got <laughs> 18. But the bottom line is, with the with the traditional product, uh, if I happen to die tomorrow, everything that I put into it is basically gone. Correct. And, you know, it's like an, another insurance product. Uh, and what has happened, long-term care has involved. So when I talk to Rich about these clients, uh, Rich, one of the things I want you to do is to explain to people the difference between the life insurance, the term, the whole, the universal, just just a, a simple explanation so that we can begin this. The very, the very essence of insurance is based on term insurance, uh, going way back to the late 1800s. 
Um, it was amount of money that you paid each month for to get X amount. In other words, you pay $10 to get uh, $1,000. Um, if you, for a period of time, uh, so what happened was um, you pay your 10, you pass away, and it's a 20-year policy, and, and any time in that 20 years, your beneficiaries are going to get $1,000. Now, the, the good thing about it, they get it tax-free. Um, so that's you need to keep that in mind with life insurance. That's the, the big, big benefit. Then they started adding on because the, the rules allowed them to do you can put money into an over above the, the price of the term um, and build cash values. And you can build cash values tax deferred, and there are actual ways of getting it out tax free uh, while you're living. Um, so along comes the long term care. Started in the early 70s. American Express was one of the first companies that, that did it, um, and I worked for them for a while. Um, now I, I was just counting over 22 companies I represent for long-term care and or um, living benefits. So the life insurance now says, okay, um, you, you buy a $100,000 policy. Uh, some of the companies will, well, if you become what we call activities of daily living, if you meet two of those, one would be bathing, dressing, eating, transferring, toileting, uh, or, or incontinence, or continence. Um, bathing, the ability to clean oneself, perform grooming activities like shaving and brushing your teeth. Dressing, the ability to dress oneself without struggling with buttons and zippers. Eating, the, the ability to be able to feed yourself. Transferring, the ability to either walk or move oneself from the bed to the wheelchair or to the toilet and then back again. Toileting, the ability to get on and off the toilet, and then continence is the ability to control one, one's bladders and one functions. There's, there's another section right. that a lot of people don't realize, John, and is the, um, the cognitive impairment, impairment where um, what we know also is Alzheimer's. Then there's the other things, the IDLs, which is using a telephone. This is where managed care comes in. Somebody can come in your house and help you. Uh, you don't have to go to a nursing home. You can have in-home care. Uh, care. Uh, somebody helping you manage your medications, preparing your meals, housekeeping, uh, managing your personal financing, shopping groceries or clothes for you, uh, access, uh, accessing transportation, and then also helping you care for a pet. And then also retrofitting your home with ramps and different things. So that this is right. what the... The uh, living benefits come out of the cash value into a life policy. You take it now. Some companies, one of the questions you'd asked me uh, yesterday, John, some of the companies um, will give you 100% of that money. Some of them will give you 80% uh, of that money and leave the 20% for a death benefit. Um, so having all these companies available um, that I have is, as an independent agent, um, it's finding out what your needs are. How long did your parents live? Was there any mental illness or cognitive impairments? Things like that. And you take the policy that's going to fit the person. And, John, I know you're going to want to respond. Let's get the final break, and then we will be wide open 
uninterrupted until Brian Kilmeade at six minutes past the top of the next hour. Uh, very, very listenable, Rich. That was an impressive and very educational segment. We're going to be right back. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages with his guest, Rich Gerber. Uh, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. I'm your man, Steve Harvey, and I got some great news. Listen to me, for real. This is your last chance to win $7,000 a week for life from Publishers Clearinghouse. But you got to be in it to win it. Enter now at PCH.com. October 31st, the prize patrol could be at your house. Hurry, enter now at PCH.com. Don't miss your last chance to win seven grand a week for life. Come on now. Enter at pch.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Entries due 1028. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. Back to John Walters and to Rich Gerber in just a minute. This is Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs. They have stores in Northfield, New Jersey, literally right next to Broadcast Center. They're at 900 Tilton Road. If you pulled into Broadcast Center, there's a connecting parking area. I mean, literally, you could... Turn, turn in at 900 or you could turn in at 950 and you'd be able to get there very easily. They're directly next door to my friend Rocco at Capri Pizza that's been in this market for almost 50 years. They're at Tilton Road at 900 Tilton Road and at on Route 73 in Mount Laurel. Let me tell you just for a moment about Roy, Scott, and their team because I've gotten to know them really well. They're extraordinarily service-minded. They have creative solutions to fix any type of electronic device i mean they fixed multiple listeners they fixed their lamps even they'll do your cell phone they just put a new battery a few weeks ago into my phone which now means that i keep this phone for quite a while longer because the only problem i had was i the battery was several years old and the lithium batteries after so many charges and recharges and such they just don't hold the charge like they did when they're newer well they can they can put the new battery in for you like they did for me. So it's good to go. They'll fix your tablets. They have batteries as small as a watch battery all the way up to a car battery. If you need a new car battery, they'll take the one out of your car. They'll dispose of it for you. And they'll put the new battery in your car, which really is a big help because they have these mounting brackets and all these things that you don't need to be fussing with. They'll do it all for you. They have what you need to get ready for storm seasons, they have generators, and so much more. My recommendation is that you shop local and that you shop Batteries Plus Bulbs and tell Roy and Scott that I sent you, and they'll do something nice. It's either a nice little gift or a discount just by mentioning my name. All right, John, uh, that was a masterclass presentation. Rich Gerber demonstrating more than 40-some years of experience in his craft uh, that was very educational, so I'm sure you have a comment, John. 
Yeah, what I want to, Rich, what I want to do, I want to bring this down to a granular level now. And you kind of gave a great overview as far as insurance. So the uh, scenario that I presented to my borrowers happened to do with a product that you have, which is a life insurance with a long-term care component to it. Could you just talk yeah. a little bit, talk a little bit about that, that product, and then I want to follow up with some. Go ahead. Sure, sure. Um, it is a basically a whole life type policy. <clears throat> the beauty of it is to, the traditional long-term care, which you and I talked about that you have and that I have, um, because I've had it over um, 18 years. Um, <clears throat> you, you, if you didn't use it, you lost it. So all the money that you put in, you know, you, you protected yourself, the car insurance, you never get in an accident, thank God, you know, you, but it's out the window. So with this product now, what, what we've done, or the insurance industry has done, said, okay, we're gonna you buy a $100,000 policy, and it, it, it you happen to have $100,000 with the benefit. They know if they're gonna pay that out once you pass away. But they also know that you could become disabled, need to go into a nursing home, need to stay at home and have in-home care uh, or assisted living facility um, or professional nursing in your house. Uh, adult daycare is covered. So again, you buy round numbers and we're speaking always, when we do this on the phone or in large groups, it's always speaking in generalities because every, you wanna, when you, come in and meet with me, then we talk specifics. Yes, easy for me to say, specifics. Um, so again, $100,000, uh, um, you buy the policy, you need to go into a nursing home, you can start drawing off of that. Now, while you're living, um, the average cost of a nursing home, semi-private room in Atlantic County is $9,000 a month. So if you think about $9,000 a month, how many months before you wiped out all your savings and, and everything? Um, so you can draw off of that, and then if there's any money left, it goes to your heirs. So you're, this is a product that you're going to use. One way or another, you're going to use it. And again, with that life insurance, the money that's available at the end, if it's whatever's left, if there is any left, um, is tax-free to your heirs. Um, they won't have to pay income tax on it. They don't have to pay inheritance tax um, because it is a life product. Right. So it's a it's a great great product. We've been doing them for over ten years now. More and more. There was only one or two companies that did it. Like I said, I just counted up uh, before. I have twenty two companies available to me that do this, um, and right. um, it's a matter of fitting the right policy, the right needs to meet your needs. Right. Now, tied in with what we're saying, I, and, and you clarified for me yesterday, if it's a $100,000 policy, and let's say the company you're using will allow you, let's say, 80%, that could be used for yes. home care or assisted living, whatever it may be. But, of course, it depends on what we call the ADLs or the activities of daily living. So let me give you an example, is, uh, Harry, Go ahead. No, which is the okay. what I explained earlier about the bathing, dressing, and yes. Let me make a quick comment because it's in both of your 
lanes, both of your spaces. This is fantastic to hear Rich talk about the whole life because people know what that is. I think there are a lot of people that didn't realize that this LTC rider or long-term care rider is something that you can put to work for you. You talk about, we talk about with John, you know, uh, it could change your life. You, you, you partner, you know, if this was pairing wine or something, you pair this uh, with that, the, the reverse mortgage with John, the, the life insurance with the LTC rider, and you, you can literally change someone's life to where they can stay. You know, we talk about John on your show all the time. You can stay in your home. Well, this is like letting you stay in your home and then having the care that you need for things you can't do, but you're still, so you're still fine to be at home, but you just need help in certain areas because you've gotten, you know, a little bit up in your years and you need these things that Rich outlined. This is incredible what you're both um, laying out there today. Uh, John, time is yours. Well, and, and, and here, and let me just give you the overall impact, Harry. I think it will surprise you. So this particular husband-wife that I'm working with, and they took on this debt, we're going to originate the reverse mortgage. We're going to get rid of $3,000 in debt that they're paying, 17%, $425 a month. And I told them that was ludicrous, not even reducing the loan, okay? Yeah. The discussion happened to be around this whole-life long-term care policy which Rich would take care of. But what's that going to do? Well, two things. One, what he's concerned about, he takes on the reverse mortgage, and we use the number $50,000. Let's say I owe $50,000 of my mortgage. The life, If he passes away, the life insurance is going to take care of the reverse mortgage, and the house will be free and clear. Okay? If he doesn't die and he becomes disabled, then he has another vehicle to be able to help him with long-term care. Yeah. Now with that, we also have a line of credit remaining of $60,000. So to make it real simple is this. We're taking somebody who came in with a problem, a concern about long-term care, a concern about cash flow, a concern about, you know, uh, you know, as far as legacy is concerned, and coming up with a reverse mortgage, which is part of the solution, and an insurance product that can basically complete the deal. So, uh, Rich, what do you think? It sounds pretty good. Well, that's what we're here for. You both of us, we're here to help people. And, uh, you know, you got to ask yourself that if, God forbid, something like this happens and they have to get one of your loved ones has to go in a nursing home, can you afford $9,000 a month um, extra to pay for that? Um, and you want to be able to protect the house and leave a legacy to your children or, or even, you know, your, your, your other your, the spouse um, that you're leaving behind when you go into a nursing home so that they can stay in the house and, and be comfortable. Um, and well, this is a win-win right. for everybody because it's going to pay no matter what. And, uh, right. <clears throat> again, you know, uh, the assist- yes, sir. Yeah, not to stop you. I know we don't have much time, but what I'd like you to do, if you would, could you leave everyone your phone number or email address, whatever the best way of contacting you? Be happy to. My office is 609-653-9101. 609-653-9101. 
and uh, be happy to talk with anybody. Come in, sit down, let's talk. Good. You know, you always thought about, Rich, in the days gone by, you have life insurance because if something happens to you, you want to make sure your spouse is protected, your children, perhaps grandchildren, so on. Here's an opportunity, and you had to die for that wonderful event to take place that you were going to take care of your family. Now there's an opportunity to actually have insurance that you can tap into right from the get-go, uh, and that that's a game changer. Yes, yes, and and, and there's and there, John, if I may, on a, on a larger on a larger scale. Some people are afraid, well, you know, they've got a little, I, I just did one with a gentleman that had a stent in his heart. Um, so they, they say, oh, well, I've, I have this ailment or that, I'm, I'm not eligible. Yes, yes, you are, number one. Number two, we also do a, a policy, it's called a second to die. And, and that's part of estate planning that we use. And that policy pays when the second person dies. But you can insure two lives. And um, we can add that long-term care rider on that, that both of them can access the um, long-term care with the one policy. Um, and I can get into details and specifics with individuals. I'm not going to try and do that today, but uh, it's a great product. And if somebody is, is has ailments or um, the other person is very healthy, it makes it easier for them both to get the policy because it's based on the two lives, but it, the life insurance pays off on the last person to die, which is good for estate planning and, and, and all. But they can also, both of them can draw off of the living benefits. Very interesting. Right. John? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, uh, Rich, I want to thank you for coming on board this morning and taking the time to share your expertise. I think that uh, we all learn from that and we keep learning as we move along. And I think the important thing, as, as Harry was just mentioning, uh, when, we, when they talk about it takes a village, it's true even in the financial world because elder law attorneys, estate planners, things like that, they don't look at one product to solve a situation. It can be various products. It can be a reverse mortgage. It can be an insurance product. It can be another investment product. Uh, it can be an annuity, whatever it might be. But the important thing is for the fit to take place is really, really important. And I think that that's what's key. But Harry, what I wanted to share was next week, with, uh, I'll be on the 26th. Correct. Uh, which is next Wednesday. And I'm going to focus the first half of that show on what you were talking about as far as what is happening with the increase in interest rates and our concerns down the pike and how this product can play a part of that. And, uh, and I think we'll have a good time with it. No doubt about it. Uh, Rich, I thought you were, I'm not surprised we go way back. Uh, very informative. I think you taught a lot of people about some products that they didn't even know existed. I think that was very value added, John, for you to, uh, to have Rich on. And I, I believe that what you both do complements each other very well. Thank you, Harry. Absolutely. Thank you. Without a doubt. Uh, we, John, you have about uh, two minutes left in your program. Anything you want to wrap it up with? Yes. What I would like to share, uh, I, the question that people ask all the time, you know, how do you know, and I talk about this, if I need a reverse mortgage? And um, 
pretty much like what we're talking about. Rich does the same thing. We sit down, have a conversation. We have a talk. Uh, I have a notepad. I have a series of questions that I ask. And I put together uh, basically an overview. Um, I'm looking down from the top, and I'm looking down on top of the puzzle, and I'm putting the puzzle pieces together. We're looking at income. We're looking at debt. We're looking at revolving debt, installment debt. Uh, what are your concerns? What do you want to accomplish? Uh, pretty much what we were talking about today. If it happens to be, you know, um, I'm concerned about leaving a legacy. Uh, this particular product ha can fit in so many different ways. It's not a one product that fits everyone. It's a product that can fit different people in different ways to address different situations. And, John, is it also an intellectually honest answer if someone says, how do I know if I need a reverse mortgage? Could you actually say that the best time to get a reverse mortgage is when you don't need it? Uh, certainly, if you need it, it's there. But if you don't need it, you can put something together very strong. We only have 30 seconds left. It's cruel, but that's all we've got. <laughs> that's okay. But you're absolutely correct, and I keep forgetting to bring that up, and you bring it up. There's two, two things that you always bring up, Harry, that I like that reinforces because I need that spaced repetition. Uh, the people with mortgages to get them paid off, and I want to just, you know, I'm going to hit that because we only have a short period of time. If, you know, if you're 60, 70, 80, and you're still carrying $30,000, $40,000 in a mortgage payment, Get a reverse mortgage, pay it off. You can still make the payment if you want, but uh, this way you can free up some cash flow, especially now with what's going on. John, I'm already looking forward to a week from today. And uh, Rich, you don't need me—you don't need me to tell you this, but you were masterclass today. Very enjoyable, very very listenable. Thank you.